Alright everybody, welcome to the ninth episode of the Thirst is Real podcast. This is Mike Miller, I'm your host, and I'm with my uh, trusty co-host, Caleb. Bye. <laughs> Why you gotta do it like that? I, I'm gonna do you like that. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but um, uh, guys, today we have a great guest. Uh, this is just a testament to, I think, when you run into people and you see other hunters and, you know, and I know it's, I know, uh, I mean, everybody's not a extrovert or they don't you know they don't necessarily like talking to people but me and this guy are not that way i think we're more what you call a hey i'll talk to anybody kind of thing but uh we got mr tony woodard with us today man and uh he is an incredible dude i met in a parking lot right after we got done deer hunting and he had just come off an incredible hunt uh and which we're gonna tell that story but uh i man we just started talking and chatting and i was just like dude this guy is awesome like I have to have him on my show. Uh, Tony runs a Facebook group called uh, We All Hunt and Fish, and uh, I'm a, I got to be a part of that group. And you know, it's a great little community he's got built on Facebook, and I really enjoy uh, hanging out uh, on his page and watching some of the stuff that he does, man. So, uh, Tony, dude, thank you so much for being here and taking your time. My pleasure. My it's, pleasure. It's been. It's, it's going to be. I think it's going to be a great, great one for all of us. So. Man, when did when did like your uh, hunting obsession start? I mean, was it just from day one kind of thing, or how did that go? When I first obtained my first BB gun, that's when the passion started. When I realized I could kill a squirrel with a BB gun, <laughs> it changed my life completely. Wow, game on, dude. Game on, dude. I'm serious, man. A, a BB gun, and that's like the most basic thing for a kid. You know, I, I I guess maybe not just the South. I mean, I mean, I think that's pretty universal in general, though. Oh yeah, oh yeah, dude. But so it, it was on then. Like you, you walked on. outside of the backyard. How old were you think? Uh, I was probably about seven or eight years old. Seven or eight years old. Yeah. Wow, dude, that's that's awesome. That's about all my daughter is. I'm trying to get her into it this oh, year. Yeah. It's she, time. Yeah, she's ready, dude. She 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 wants to she wants to bow hunt first. She wants to shoot it with deer with a crossbow. Wow, I know she's she's not like not holding anything back. I'm I'm like I mean I'm, a part of me is like, look, you do know they have to get clo- a little bit closer to us than we would. Or she's like, I just don't like how loud a rifle is. I'll I, I will one day, but right now, Daddy, I want to. <laughs> can we do it with a crossbow? Are you what? allowing her to shoot with earmuffs on? Yeah, yeah. She's she she's just like she's it. got a sensory thing. She's she's still growing out of. So it's just okay. anything loud. She's just, she's just not into it. Man. Okay. Dude, but um, I mean, so uh, Tony, after like following you on uh, on uh, fa- Facebook and, and watching your group, I mean, dude, you're like a, the to me like a definition of a full blown outdoorsman. You you have such a, I mean, it's it's not just deer. You know, the guy does more than just deer hunt. You know, I mean, it's hogs, it's birds, it's it's dude. When I say this man has caught stakes of crappy, we're gonna get into that later. But <laughs> I've seen this joker stack a whole, I mean, in under an afternoon. Like he sent me a picture one time. He's like, he's like, yeah, I did pretty good. This one. I was like, God dang it, man! That whole that's a that, that is a picnic table. Yeah, full. picnic table full of. Yeah. It's just it was insanity. But um, dude, I, I mean, it, it, I mean, is there like a one particular thing you think you're like? Ah, it's probably my favorite. Is, is, is deer probably your favorite, or what would you say is your? <clears throat> I'll tell you. Uh, so as you get older, your body starts to change. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So it kind of tailors you to the direction you're going to go as far as hunting goes. Okay. When I was young and in great shape, I really loved running dogs on hogs. Mm-hmm. But as I got older and I started to hurt a little more, it started to shift toward deer and birds. Gotcha. 
So, man, that's less work, dude. dude honestly, I, I, I've, I mean, I'm, I'm a, I'm an out of shape fat boy, you know, as it is, <laughs> you know, it'd be like that sometimes. I, it, it is, it does. But I mean, I, I feel like, you know, I, I'm always thinking like, man, I, I want to do more, but, um, but yeah, I, I do realize I'm getting older. Like I, like I, we were out in the woods, um, about two, three weeks right before I got COVID. And, um, my cousin, you know, he's a younger guy than me, you know, and he, he's in a little bit better shape than I am. And he, I mean, he was just going, I'm like, I'm, and I'm over here like, dude, I've, I'm at least 11 bottles of water deep. I've, I've done everything I could do possibly do to like, you know, hydrate myself and I'm about to die <laughs> and I'm not doing much physical work. We're just building, we're, we're, I mean, we were building staircase to, to a deer stand, but that trigger just kept going and going and going and he he's he's just younger i mean he just could he didn't stop and it, and it was like after that I, i'm quite positive like when he left he drove two and a half hours home to atlanta and then i think he did a bunch of other crap around his house i'm like dude i came home took a shower and about to and just pretty much laid in bed and about died <laughs> so so let me go ahead and tell you right now the hunt starts way before the season does right right you exactly. got to get into what i call hunting shape ah okay right now when you met me, I was probably about 40 pounds heavier. Okay. And that was a horrible hunting season for me because I struggled climbing mm-hmm. up the trees, going down the ridges, walking through the creeks, all the things that I enjoy doing, carrying all that extra weight really, really hurts you. Really? Yeah. You know, I, I've, it's like I know that in the back <clears throat> of my mind, but, and, and I know I need to do it. It's just like, but yeah, I mean, I guess I'm, and I'm paying for it and I pay for it out. I pay for it heavy. You know, this is. Georgia, 90, 95 degrees outside, you know, probably feels like 108. <laughs> you know, you're about to die. I so, mean, you're a family man. Exactly. You got kids and you have to hurry up and eat sometimes just to try to keep things going around your house. Right, and I exactly. understand that. So right now, my kid being grown, I'm good. Yeah, you're able I'm, to get I'm at my gym. leisure to go to the gym two or three times a day if I have to, to shred and be ready to go. Dude, that's that awesome. I just, you know, that's just something you don't ever think about, too. Is like, no. I mean, hunters, I mean, we get so wrapped up in. Yes cameras and man we're trying to figure this figure out what these animals are doing and then it's like crap you know i mean uh uh my uh, former co-host who uh he's still the co-host technically and oh, he's always here he's always here <laughs> my us uh, my partner kelby crawford uh you know that guy i mean it didn't matter what season it was and i think that's you know i mean he wasn't like a very in in shape kind of guy but he wasn't out of shape at all but he was constantly he was, I mean, one season to the other, a lot like you, uh, yeah. just one season to the other. His season really doesn't stop because he's doing something and he's just kind of, he was constantly and that to him, he was like, he's like, that's my workout <laughs> being in the woods. Is my I mean, workout. it, it, it is actually a full workout, man. Cause if you are scouting and you're fishing and you're bird hunting, it never stops. That's it's right. a continuous cycle. You always have something to do. Exactly. Period. Like right now, <clears throat> the fish have stopped biting. It's got yes. too high. Mm-hmm. But now... It's time to start walking the woods a little bit. Yeah. And trying to figure out what the deer are doing. That's exactly right. And yeah. stand out of their way as much as possible. I got some pictures on camera behind the house here lately. You liking them? <laughs> yeah. Well, we got some studs. Oh, yeah? Yeah. This joker. This joker. He's got a uh, he's, he's got a unique situation where he's, he's living. <laughs> and what's your address? <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to publicize that? Dude, oh, no. Dude. He, he's, he's right over there by uh, 
By the sheriff's department? Over the sheriff's department. Over yonder? Yeah, over the sheriff's department. You go down the road, and you find that tree branch that hangs a little to the left. <laughs> Take a right. <laughs> have, yeah, y'all, have y'all seen a little boy when he's trying to tell you how to get to the fishing hole, the little mm-hmm. kid? That's hilarious. Oh, God, me. man. That is hilarious. Oh, right. Down yonder, down there. I love it. it. <laughs> I love it. It is absolutely hilarious. That's so funny. Dude, uh, um, well, Tony, I mean, you know, we're predominantly a whitetail show, so, I mean, mm-hmm. and we try to keep it as whitetail deer hunting as possible, but uh, dude, tell me about your your biggest deer you've ever killed. Like, you know, what was that What was that hunt like? What did you do? And like, you know, I mean, just how, how did it all come together for you? So, actually, I was in college, and I'm going to just start off by telling you I did not retrieve the deer. Oh, okay. So, it sucked. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I'm young. I've never killed a big buck. So this guy I was working with while I wasn't in school, he uh, told me that no one had hunted the land in about 15 years since his daddy, <gasps> since his daddy died. And they had 2,000 acres of farmland. Mm-hmm. And you had to talk to his mama to get permission. So you know me. I went straight and I was oh, like, absolutely. ma'am, can I please hunt? Yes. Any deer I kill, I'll bring you meat off the deer I kill. Absolutely. So <clears throat> I killed a doe, of course. That's the first thing I kill. Mm-hmm. And satisfied their need for meat oh yeah so well i'm not gonna say kill. i said harvest because mm-hmm. you don't want to use extreme words but anyway no you good man you can, okay. you can be extreme we have an extreme audience <laughs> okay cool, cool 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 so so yeah i just got into bows at this time okay so i'm learning to use a bow and this guy's like man try this bow hunter setup and it was just a spray and I mean, I know y'all seen the bow hunter setup spray we're kind of sponsored by them are you kidding me <laughs> scrape juice yeah just, yeah. just a little bit <laughs> okay, so awesome. So, you know, I'm skeptical. No, you, I don't use nothing. Sure, right. Except for a little bit of cover scent yeah. and maybe a little bit of pee on the bottom of my shoes, something like that. So I bought the bow hunter set. I'm like, man, this stuff ain't going to work. I walked across the field while I sat to stand up, and I sprayed the bow hunter set up all the way across the field on leash. But every 25 steps, I just sprayed it, sprayed it, sprayed yeah. it. Right at dusk, here he comes. When I tell y'all this deer was way outside, this is the biggest deer I've ever seen in my life, way outside of his ears. Mm-hmm. And he's walking the bow hunter setup trail. Smelling leaf all, by leaf. Leaf by leaf and licking it. Right. And coming straight to the stand. Me being young and kind of inexperienced, I jumped the gun. Oh. I take the rifle. <clears throat> and I got the rifle on this deer. And I couldn't wait for him to quarter because it was getting so dark. Oh, I know how that so goes. So I pulled the breastplate shot, oh. which was the worst thing in the world to do to a deer that size. I should have let the deer walk, came back and hunted him later. But I pulled the breastplate shot, and I'm pretty sure I clipped his shoulder because he left out gimped up. Yeah. And I came back the next morning, and I looked and looked and looked and looked. But I never did retrieve that deer. But the farmer, he told me, he says, uh, Tony, we did see buzzards about four days later. Oh, wow. Yeah, he said, so I'm sure the deer did die. And that just really, really tore me up, y'all. Oh, yeah. You, you couldn't even bring yourself to go to go check it out? I couldn't. Man. I couldn't. I, I, to be honest with you, I didn't even want to hunt no more. Oh. Because I felt so bad about what I had done. Oh, man. So let's fast forward to the biggest deer I killed. The biggest deer I killed came about three years ago. 13-pointer in, in, my, in my backyard. In your backyard? In my backyard. <laughs> so, y'all. I'm typically in the woods about 5, 36 o'clock. I'm going to the woods to get in the stand most of the time. Mm-hmm. Today, I drug it out. I was like, man, they're run, they running all day long. So I sat around. I ate breakfast. I talked to my wife a little bit. And I left the house about 
8 o'clock. So I shimmy down through the woods, get to the stand about 8.30, climb up a tree. By the time I get situated, and I'm telling you, I made noise with the climber climbing up this tree. Mm-hmm. About 15 minutes, that's those all around, all around me. I'm talking about three here, four here, five here, oh, just wow. those just everywhere. I'm like, man, they got to be coming. They coming. Then comes this little basket four. Mm-hmm. So you know I'm not going to kill him. I just let him slide on through and ease on out, ate his little acorns and went on out. So in the corner of my eye, I keep seeing something flickering by the by the the big white uh, the white acorn tree. I keep seeing something flickering. I'm like, man, what is that? So I'm being real, real careful, y'all. You know you got to turn real, real slow. So yeah. I'm turning real slow. And I look, man, I said, oh, my God, that's him. <laughs> but I didn't know how great he was. Oh, really? I didn't know how great he was. So I let this deer come from around the tree, y'all. And I sat there, and I waited, and I waited, and I let him get perfect. Were you having flashbacks to the other deer that you shot in college? No, you dirty <laughs> rascal. <laughs> you got to throw I'm a curveball, though. You got to yeah, throw yeah, a curveball. No, that, that never happened to me again. <clears throat> I learned to have patience. That's good. Patience is a virtue in hunting. Absolutely. Y'all. If you ain't got done. a good shot, let it walk. Yeah. Let it walk. Absolutely. Now, I'm not going to tell you you're going to see it again because there's been many times I've let them walk, and I've never seen that single, that deer again ever. Yeah. But at this, at this particular moment, he comes around the tree. And I take the perfect shot. He takes about three steps and fall. Oh, that's perfect. I mean, perfect. Absolutely perfect. Those, they just, you know, they started doing what they doing, running off yeah, a little scattered. bit, standing there, standing there. So I went about 45 minutes. I give him time to expire. So I'm climbing down out of the tree, y'all. And I'm thinking everything's cleared out. I get to the ground, man. That's probably about five does still lingering <laughs> around me. So I'm down yeah. to the ground, and I'm just having to sit on the ground to let these does leave out because I don't want to, you know, let them know that I'm there. Right, you're boogering it up more. Yeah, boogering it up more. So finally the does eased out, and I called my neighbor. I said, man, come help me drag this buck out of here. I didn't tell him how big the buck was. And like I said, mind you, I didn't know how big the buck was. So he comes. Through the woods, he pulled the truck down. I was like, oh, man, we got to get this deer out of here. He comes to the deer. He says, oh, my goodness, man. You, you haven't see? even put your hands on him to this I point. I haven't touched him. Oh, man. I went and got robbed. Wait, yeah. now, how, how, how far, how, how many yards away was where you went to take the shot? Oh, uh, this is probably about an a 80-yard shot. Okay, so, I mean, it's still far enough for you to kind of not necessarily know, know no, exactly no, no, how no, big no, he is. No. I, I didn't. That's I crazy. 80 yards is a pretty good way. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a good way. Yeah. I'm hunting a ditch, and then he's across the ditch uh-huh. through some thickets. Oh, yeah. And the tree gave me the perfect shot. But Rob comes, which is my neighbor, and Rob uh, says, uh, Tony, have you seen this deer? I said, no. I said, pick him up, pick him up man. <laughs> he picked this deer up, y'all, and he's got a kicker coming out the side of his main beam that's about 15 inches long. Ooh, I think I, is this on your Facebook? I think, show, I'm, I'm I, think I, I think I think I've seen this deer. Let me, let me show you this deer. We'll, right we'll post we'll, you know, if you're cool with it. We'll, we'll post it on absolutely, the show notes. Absolutely. But, I don't want Caleb to get. But it, that's a 15. Yeah, it's a. I think I remember seeing this deer. It, yeah, I was like, dude, that's not. It's like it looks like he has two main beams. Look at it. Oh yeah. Isn't that crazy? And you were just thinking like, man, I, I think I shot a nice little eight. <laughs> no, I knew he, I knew he was a good buck, but I didn't know how good. <laughs> I ain't never shot nothing that big, though. Dude, but I mean, what that's the character on that buck is insanity. So. I mean, dude, it just blew my mind, man. I just my mouth just dropped. I was like, I mean, when you got two, when mind. you got an additional main beam like that, that's all. That's a hard buck to, you know. You don't see that, man. That kind of that's that's kind of it's very rare. That's I like mean, the deer that Michael shot last year. 
Mm-hmm. I was at the shop working on my truck. He calls me, hey, man, I need some help. <laughs> All right. So I'll finish up doing what I'm doing. I head back to the house. I grab a little four-wheeler, go back there. He ain't going to tell me what deer it was. We've been watching this deer. Wow. I was going to try to kill it. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> get down there. I hunt not far it. from there, too. I got a little spot with a buddy of mine from them. So we're all three hunting this deer. <laughs> Basically. But he's got, off of his main beam, it comes out and curls. Wow. A little curly cue. Like a curl like a pigtail. Like a corkscrew. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And wow. I was like, big old deer. I'll show you that picture. I got to pull it up. But oh, yeah, we'll, 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 it's we'll, crazy. Dude, yeah. He, um, that, yeah, that's, so, I mean, when you got there, I mean, that was just like, holy crap, you had no idea. And this was, this this is the uh, midday-ish or evening? Yeah, it was, uh, no, I told you, no, I got in the stand about. It was late morning. morning. Yeah, it was, it was late. late it, was a, it was a late morning hunt for me. So you think it was uh, what, about, about 11, 30, 12 o'clock-ish, something, somewhere around there? Um, I'm going to say probably about 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock. Okay, yeah. so, you know, there's a, a, a school of thought I've always had, you know, for the longest. And last year, I finally started, you know, I used to think, Man, if I'm not in the woods by, you know, at least an hour before sunup, I'm going to screw myself up or whatever. But but I've lately, you know, especially in the last, this past year, noticed, you know, man, sometimes those late morning hunts when you oversleep, mm-hmm. that ain't that bad, really. If you can, you can kind of sneak in there at 7, 30, 8 o'clock even, which is normally, that's prime time normally for me. I always, I always think. But sometimes that's best time to get in there because around 9, 30, 10 o'clock, just like, Get the I mean, movement. I mean, you get the movement right around there, right before uh, right before noon. You just come out and instead of getting breakfast, you get lunch. Now right. I'll tell you, uh, <clears throat> and this is one hundred percent honesty. It just depends on the area, because some areas okay. deer move at six o'clock in the morning, and if you ain't at the crack of dawn, you're not gonna see a deer till probably like one or two o'clock that evening. Okay. But at my place, I know the deer. Oh, absolutely. That's and I know I get in there, I sit from 5.30, and I generally don't start seeing deer till like 8, 30, 9 o'clock. So I know when they start to move on my place because I've hunted this place for the last 15 years. Oh, yeah. that's They're, they're not doing anything out there you don't know about. <laughs> no, nah, I know exactly what they're doing. I know when they move and how they move, and I know what they like. I know where the food is at. I know where the water is at. I know where they bed in at. I know it all. Yeah. And that's because it just takes, you know, a lot of woods time. Yeah. You got to scout. If right. You, if you're not going to scout, you might as well not hunt. Absolutely. You can put a stand anywhere you want to. But if you don't get up there and put the time in and put your feet to work, man, you're not going to kill good oh, deer. Yeah. Man, yeah. you know, Tony, you, uh, I remember this conversation for, we had in the parking lot. And I, I, one thing you told me was, you know, th- there's... Yeah, corn and stuff. I mean, we're, we're, uh, I mean, you you remember when we didn't have that luxury here in Georgia, but yes. uh, but also, you told me that you know, man, you got to hunt like you that you don't have that option. Yes, and you know, and sometimes you, I mean, you said you've killed bigger deer and more deer just by just by hunting it as if you don't have that in your back pocket. I'm telling you right now, <clears throat> so. I'm going to go ahead and say Walmart. I generally don't like to say, you know, give them a credit. But Wally World, <laughs> y'all, I buy a ton of stuff at the end of the season. And most of the time... Oh, we, we go on, we're, coming, we're circling back to this one later. <laughs> okay. And most of the time, y'all, it's for field testing. Oh, okay. I, I want to see if it works. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So next to my house, I have a huge field. Mm-hmm. And deer freak, frequent it all the time. So I cut a road straight down the backside of it. And I'll pull out all these different things that they sell from different people just to see if the deer are going to touch it. Okay. And I will tell y'all, out of all the specialty things they make, the deer touch naked corn 
more than anything else. Naked corn. Naked corn. I mean, you can get the acorn rage. You can get the deer lick, the sweet stuff, the the stuff in their little special bags. Yeah. They touch corn quicker than they touch anything else. And I guess it's because what they're accustomed to mm-hmm. and what, they're, what their normal diet consists of because everybody has corn out. Mm-hmm. But all this specialty stuff... <clears throat> It, most of it just sitting there rot. We took Kool Aid and put it over corn a couple of weeks ago just mm-hmm. to see what would happen. Mm-hmm. They touched it. They touched it. But I don't know if they liked it very much. But they kept coming back. So yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, free food. You'll come back and, and nibble every now. And oh, then. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, you know, we we had a great conversation with Bruce Swearigan from Forest uh, for, uh, Forest Advanced Wildlife Solutions and. Uh, you know, and, and you know, I mean, we were honest with him about everything. I think, you know, um, I mean, I, I, told, I mean, he has a product called, called Corn Spike, which you know, it. I mean, honestly, it's a bit of dust smell like Kool Aid, pretty much. Yeah. You know, and, and it. I told you know, I mean, I've had okay, it's hit or miss, really, with that. Um, but and he does have a few other products that I, you know, I, I hate to keep beating a dead horse on our show about you know being a forest commercial, but man, he makes some killer stuff that. You definitely need to try. I, I'll, I'll get you some. Just get, show, show you what it does. It's, it's incredible. But um, but anyway, yeah, I, I, I just, you know, I think I lose that a lot of the time when I'm hunting. And, and go, well, I can put a feeder up here. Or I can pour this out here. And, that you know, but, and to, to his credit, to one thing Bruce did, to, you know, did tell us, like, you're not going to pour a 180 out of a bag. You just no, not. You never. can. You're not going to pull a 180 inch deer out of a bag, <laughs> or, or, or no. You're not going to sprinkle it on the ground. It's going to take basically what you're saying is, you know, work. Work. You got to go in and you got to scouting is everything. You know, um, and the thing is, you got to understand that he didn't get that way by being stupid. Exactly. 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 And I think that's what people think nowadays. They'll go buy, you know, all these different supplements and stuff. And then they're like, "Oh, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get the biggest one out here." Like, there's always one bigger. Yeah, yeah you see him on the camera. He's huge. He's a mm-hmm. monster. But every time you see him, it's like three in the morning. Yeah, it's at night. Yeah, you're not gonna kill that there unless you outthink him. Yep. And outthinking him is most of the time gonna be during the rut season. During the rut season, when he has his mind on chasing does and yeah. really not focused on protecting himself, that is about the only time you'll kill him. And then you gotta understand that these old does are whistleblowers. Yeah, absolutely. You got to get those out of there. Mm-hmm. The big old does, you get a little gray in their face, knock them off because they're the ones who teach the young bucks how to stay away from hunters. Really? Oh, mm-hmm. God, man. I'm telling you, you'd be amazed at how smart those old does are. They be, oh, they, yeah, they are very dude, smart. You sit up in the stand sometime, man. You could be like 50 foot up in the tree, and she does. She walk up to the tree, and she does this. She Looks just straight she, she up knows. in your face, and you're like, oh, my God, what in the world made you look up? Yeah, exactly. I, you know, I've I've had that happen. I mean, I think everybody's had that happen at least more than once. I mean, I've seen. I mean, it's happened to me all the time. Um, you know, it's like I'm 20 feet in the air. Yeah. There is there's there's no reason for you to look this way. No. I mean, unless you like, if there's an owl hooting in the tree, I would maybe understand why they, she would look that way. But there's not. I mean, the winds in my face. I know they ain't smell me. You know, there's just no, I mean, the setup is dead perfect. How in the world would they even know I'm there? But they freaking know. It's just the knowledge that she's acquired from her mother and her mother passed on to the other deer. I mean, it's just years of generational knowledge being passed on through genetics. And and you know what, man? That is such a great point. You know, I think, I think, you know, out of all these podcasts and these TV shows and, you know, we say this and we, we, you know, we know this in the back of our mind, but. 
you know, uh, our good friend Ryan Weaver told us this, has said this before, you know, um, you know, baby learns from mama. Yes. And there is that, that true words have never been spoken because I mean, if you think about some of the, I know, I mean, I don't know if you've seen this Tony, but you see a lot of the, the deer do a lot of the same things year after year after year. And it's, you know, I mean, yeah, you could say there's science behind it, but I think a lot of it is the baby learned from the mama who passed it on to them, to their cousin, to their, you know, their, their uncle, their aunt, you know, things like that. And I think, um, I think we, we, we don't give that enough credit, I think, you Hmm. know, because it's like, man, and, but to our advantage as hunters to, we need to plan for that, you know. I get busted on this trail every year because I, for one reason or another, I can't figure it out. Well, move the stand. They obviously know. <laughs> All the deer know. How did that? I mean, you know, this is five years, you know, but every so often I get busted. Well, yeah, because they've been been taught that the entire time. That's, incre- that's incredible, man. That's great advice. I seem to struggle a lot with the terrain. And, and I guess by terrain, I mean, you know, I, yeah, I know... I do know a good edge is is a solid thing. Absolutely. They're creatures of edge. I know that's good. Um, I know a good pocket thicket is great for bedding. But, you know, I think where I, where I screw up so much is like I get so – I think I just – I don't know if it's my ADHD or, or whatever that messes with me. But I get so like, oh, man, this just looks like a pretty place to sit in the morning. And, and I think you should have one or two spots that are like, hey, you know what? You, you like being in the woods. There will be deer there. I do think you should. Everybody should have at least one spot that's like so you can watch the sunrise. So, so not necessarily. So I mean, there's so gonna be deer. <laughs> so, so basically, you're telling me you're looking for a pretty place. Yeah. Well, I think I, I end up doing that sometimes. <laughs> I end up doing that a lot more than I should. Well, you won't hunt with me. Yeah. You know exactly. We going into the ugliest place we can find, y'all. Okay. The, the thickest, nastiest stuff we can find. With a trail in it as big as this, from one end of this couch to the other end of this couch. And I mean, it's tight. Okay. But we know the deer are going through. And walk yeah. into your stand, y'all. Do not walk a direct path to your stand. Okay. Change up the way you walk to the stand because they get used to the way you walk to the stand. I mean, because you got to understand that they can see great at night. Mm-hmm. So when you think you're slipping in, they're watching you the entire mm-hmm. time. So, and I guess on that, you know. When I'm going in, because I've got there's there's two there's three thick places I'm going in this year okay. that I've got, and one of them, it's real close to the bedding area. Mm. It's kind of one of those things where I it there's there's a pocket of, there, there's a pocket of where I can slip. It's it's already thick. I feel like they will travel through it, but I'm what I'm my what I'm doing is I'm I'm right in between. There's acorns up up top. And it kind of slips down into the bedding area. And I'm kind of trying to get in between it. And I'm in between it. And I got a good spot to it. But it's kind of like I, I, I get so, I don't know what the word is. I get so stressed out. Like, man, I'm either, I feel like I'm either too close or I'm going to be too far out. So, you know? so the, the best advice I can give you is to stay away from the bedding area. Because if they ever smell you around that bedding area, they're going to change it. They're not okay. gonna be, they're not gonna bed that anymore. So, the best thing you can do is go up the hill to where the acorns are. Okay. Because they they got to eat. Right. In the morning they're gonna get up, they're gonna poop, and they come and looking for food. Okay. So the best thing you can do is go to the top where the acorns at, and stage your stand probably three or four hundred yards away from the acorns, but where you can have a good visual of the entire acorn layout. 
Mm-hmm. And you just sit there and just wait because gotcha. they're coming. They're coming to the food source. If you can find the food source and the water source, and you know they're bedding down in the bottom, I mean you're 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 golden. So when when y'all hunt the, when you when you hunt those thick areas that you you talk about, you like to hunt. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you do that without busting it? But you know, because that's my. I, I, and I've said this a million times on the show. I feel like I've, I I get busted more visually than I think I do uh, from scent stuff. Because I mean, but then again, I, I I'm not saying I've never been busted. I, I know that I know we've deer all smell. been busted. Yeah, I think everybody. Yeah. You can't you can't say you haven't been, but I know uh, I've been busted more visually than anything. And, and you, it's always because my entry or exit sucks. It's just terrible. And I've you know I've not ever I, I can't. It's, it's like it's never, I mean, nothing's ever conducive in hunting. That's why it's hunting. It's not like it's, you know, supposed to be easy. But, I mean, I, I struggle so hard with getting, like you said, and, it, and maybe I, it might be that it is, because a lot of times it is a beeline for me, usually. Like, it's just a poop. I mean, I'm going straight in. You got yeah. one trail, and that's the trail you stick to. Yeah, yeah. And I and I'm, I think that's where I've been screwing up the most, is I don't, I, I take this, I've always taken usually the same path. I still see deer. But I mean, because I I will I won't go unless the wind is right. But at the same time, you know, man, there's got to be a better way where I can, you know. Well, the gentleman that uh, <clears throat> really taught me about deer hunting, man, his biggest thing is quietness. Okay, you got to move through the woods in silence. Mm-hmm. And if you ever walking through the woods with me, man, I keep looking back at you. That means I'm getting irritated because you're making way too much noise. Man. I walk heavy and I can't help it. Yeah, he yeah, does. You wait, wait, yeah, you, yeah, you can. When I tell you this right here, this is going to fix your problem. Follow my steps. Ah. Uh. If you follow my steps, dude, you're going to be a lot quieter than I am because I'm doing the breaking already. Yeah. So all you got to do is just put your foot in my foot and you're going to be quiet. But yeah. you gotta ease in. If you don't ease in as quiet as possible, if I crack a limb, y'all, it almost just like cringes my soul. Man, he he's got cinder block feet. And I that's <laughs> I can't help it. it. Honestly, I think that's why. Honestly, I don't get busted so much. You know, especially on that property we hunted because, like, I know it so well. But you know, I mean, my dad was a lot like that. My dad yeah. was very, you know, man, pick your feet up. You know, heel to toe. You know. <laughs> You you yes. didn't. There's no way you didn't see that little twig. Yes, I mean, yes. it's like, and I think after a while, I got I got you know my dad would flip out on me in the woods, yeah. and he he throw stuff at me, you know, just to get me to you know. And it, I mean, I'll be honest. It took till I was about 22 years old till I started actually walking. You know, I mean, because I mean, my dad, you know, God bless him. You know, I, I have to take at least one episode where I kind of not intentionally rip on my own father, but you know, he's a lot older now. So it's, he, he doesn't move is like he could man. But I'm telling you, that man was in his late thirties and early forties. Yeah. The Joker was a ninja. I mean, you could not, you could not, you could barely see him. You could not, you definitely weren't, you could not hear him. He, I mean, you could not hear. He was all of 200 and, you know, 35 pounds moving through those, those woods, man. But you could not hear that Joker for nothing. I mean, nowadays it's. I mean, he has to move much slower, and you you might hear him fall, but you know, a couple of times. That's but terrible. I feel horrible, but I'm saying that, but it's the truth. But uh, but I tell you what, I'm thinking. I, I'm I, I'm blessed that I was taught at an early age how to at least move through the woods, you yes. know. And I and yes, I do fall plenty of times. I'll fall at least I mean, two or three yeah. I mean, I blew up my dang on dove gun falling in the ditch last year. Oh man. I stuck, it straight, I stuck the barrel straight down in the mud. I didn't realize the barrel fell in the mud. Oh no. And the birds come flying. Y'all know they Ooh. did now. Yep. Boom. Yep. 
boom, but thank God the gun, the gun didn't blow up in my face. It oh, just, God, yeah. It just mushroomed a barrel. Oh, man. Of a, of a Benelli. Oh, it was a Benelli. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. That's what that's 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 one thing. Now, one thing he did teach me about shotguns, old Leroy over here, is this the three B's: Benelli, Browning, B's. and Beretta. So I love Berettas too. Yeah, I want to. I, I want to get one of that's those. I got, three. I got an eight four hundred. Oh, we got a good one. Yeah, he he, he goes. Hand. He does. Yeah, he brought that out when we went turkey hunting. I was like, that gun, man, I think it's nice. It's like, oh, yeah. that's the last thing Daddy got me for graduation before he passed. So I kind of cherish it. Yeah, you can't let that go. Yeah, nah. that, that's that's the. It that's gets the used and abused though. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it'll be something you can pass to your son because I mean, you can rework it. You know, most, oh yeah, those guns can be redone. But, yeah, but yeah, man, I I, I think uh, you know. You said several things again, man, that were just, you no, know, just quick light bulbs for me. I mean, number one, not taking a direct path, but also, you know, being quiet to and more than one. You actually said that more than one uh, entry and more than one exit. That's what me and Michael do a lot. We, yes. during like the off season, like right now, watching deer, mm-hmm. we walk in from different ways just yes. to figure out the best way to go. Mm-hmm. Be like, so we walk in this way, but I'm going to go out around the long way yes that's it man well we normally set up i'll set up here and he'll set up down the road and the way i go out we'll meet at the same time that way we both walk out to the truck at the same time perfect and yeah. don't, they don't ever think that the deer don't know you're there too oh yeah they yeah. always know because yeah i had a doe walk up on me and she was looking at trees the whole time mm-hmm. that's funny and i think i think i'm i mean i know y'all seen those commercials where they're talking about the energy that our bodies give off Mm-hmm. And that the deer can feel it. Mm-hmm. it it's got to be some truth to it, because I'm telling you, there's no way that these deer should know that we're in there at the times we're in there. Yeah, and as high up in the trees as we are, mm-hmm. they got to be able to feel it. Yeah, yeah. I, I get. Yeah, it's it's something. It's definitely a sixth sense for them. Exactly. So I, I guess in in terms of you know we're talking about exits and entrances, you know, your hunting area. But w- how much cutting do you do in the off season? I mean, is it is it I mean, like, you mean like cutting uh shooting lanes and stuff like yeah, that? yeah shooting lanes or clear uh, trails to the to the stand and all that i mean how much of that are you doing or are you doing a ton of it or zero zero like, dude keep... I, I try to keep everything as natural as possible man I'm, I'm i'm huge on conservation okay i don't want to touch anything i ain't got to this is good. if i got to cut it it's because i didn't have a choice yeah and most of the time, I just move it out of the way. I'll even take a limb and say, my way, I'll just bend it around and wrap it to something So you else. kind of follow the public land uh, 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 method. Well, I don't know, because I know on public land, you can't, you can't trim can't anything. can't alter it. You no. can't alter it at all. So you kind of follow that that logic I mean, there, and it, 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 it seems to pay off really well, huh? Yeah, I mean, I just, I just don't believe in destroying something that doesn't have to be destroyed. If I can leave it, I'm going to leave it. But right. I mean, it's, if, if you're... Taking kids to hunt and you putting up towers and stuff like that, of course you got to cut shooting lanes. I mean, yeah. it's just it's just something you have to do. Right. But like I said, my kids grown and I'm hunting by myself most of the time. I'm hunting with a friend and everybody knows the way I am. So if you go hunting with me, I'm gonna tell you, hey, look, the way we come in is the same way we're gonna leave it. The way we come in and see it is the same way we're gonna leave it when we go out of here. So don't go to a property destroying anything. It's like going to staying at somebody's house. Yes, just yeah. find you a spot. You get up in a tree. And relax. Mm-hmm. And don't you come out till I call you. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And the bad thing about me, y'all, is I can sit in the stand for 12 hours. <laughs> I don't need nothing to eat. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. All I, I get bored. All I need is water. <laughs> well, you better get your extra phone charged. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you go, you go, Always you go, got a battery pack you, with you me. You're going to need it with me because we're not coming down until 
I get bored, bored, bored. Or, or, or something hits the ground. <laughs> exactly. Now, now, if you kill a deer, yeah, of course, we'll go ahead and get down because you got to get that meat taken care of because you don't want nothing to spoil. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in wasting anything. Nope. How about organs? Did anybody eat organs besides me? I've had the livers off the deer once. Uh, I did heart this year for the first time one of my buddies. Okay. And, I, okay. and it, was, it, was, it was good. Delicious. It was very good. How'd you like the liver? It wasn't too bad. What do you mean too bad? What did it taste like to you? Like beef liver? Yeah. yeah. Just about. Yeah. Yeah. I was, but I also eat chicken gizzards and all that stuff too. So I got, I got, mm-hmm. I eat anything. I'm not picky at all. Not at all. But so, I mean that the organs, man, some of the, some of the best parts of the deer. Yeah. The kidneys, the liver, the heart, the tongue. I never had the heart. The tongue. The heart is good. Oh, wow. No, I've never, I'm interested actually. I mean, I'm curious. I mean, you got to understand, man, the same thing that you eat off a cow you can eat off a deer. Mm-hmm. Really? And it's much cleaner for you. Much, I mean, it's much more healthier for you. Absolutely. Of the, this is all natural. Mm-hmm. 100% natural. And if you think about the way the uh, the Native Americans had to do it, they ate every piece of the deer. They didn't waste not and one they part. They used of, it if they didn't eat it. Yep. Yeah, exactly. The skins, the hides, the hooves. They, they made something out of every piece of it. So I try to utilize the entire deer if I can. That's awesome. So do you, do you process your own meat or do you have a guy? Well, do you process? I, oh. I process my own meat when I have time okay. because I really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. That's nothing like cutting up a deer, letting it soak. Well, let me ask y'all the question. So, <clears throat> typically, how long do you let your deer sit before you process them? Do either of you process first of all? I don't process myself. I, okay. I mean, I'll cut it up and put it in a cooler and let it soak before I take it to somebody. How long? I think the last one we did was three or four days. Perfect. So this will be the first year because of archery season. Number one, I don't have the luxury of having my guy doesn't open till rifle season in Georgia. So if I shoot something with a bow, like if I want him to do it, partly because I love the way the guy does his sausage. I love the way he does his ground. It's just his ratio. I don't know what his ratio is exactly. He told me one time, but anyway, I just love the way he does it. So typically, you know, I mean, my I, I'll be honest, I've not ever done that. I've never done it. So why do you keep saying my guy? Why don't you tell us who this guy is? Oh, no, okay. My bad. His name is Jason Gunrow Processing in Byron, Georgia, if okay. you're in the Gun area. Row. Byron Gunrow Gun uh, Deer Processing. You know, man, you know, yeah. he's a great guy. I love Jason. One, because one night, y'all, we killed one late. Mm-hmm. He was the only person willing to stay and take that deer from us. They'll wait. I mean, and I think everybody should, you know, if you've got a processor, that's if you do, if you like to have somebody else do your own meat, I mean, you got to find, I mean, I always say find yourself a Jason, you know, because <laughs> I mean, I've known Jason and his dad, Mr. Harold, you know, I mean, since I've been hunting, I mean, so this is a 30, I've been a 33 year, I mean, I've been on this guy for 33 years. Yeah, big time, man. I mean, it's just, awesome. it's great. And I love the guy and um, I, I, I won't take my meat anywhere else really just because I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I have, I've, ha- I've had to do it before, take it to somebody else and I've had other people's deer meat. And some of it's been okay, but that just, it doesn't, it's not, it's not it. like, yeah, I'm just used to it. And I can't, and I love, and I love the way it tastes. I love the way it cooks. I love the way it does everything. And I just can't, I know one day, you know, maybe I'm hoping that I'm, but they just keep it in their family or whatever, man. But, oh, I don't know what am I got. My guy to go nowhere, man. I, just, I love Jason. He's, he's the greatest, but I think everybody should have at least your one good processor guy that you go to. For sure. Not me. Not him. I, I bounce around. You drop him off anywhere? He'll go. That's Jugger. <laughs> I really like Harris's in Hawkinsville. Do you? They, they're jalapeno cheddar sausage. 
is amazing. Pretty good. Now I I took a I took a <clears> hog, <throat> the first hog I've ever retrieved. I've killed a bunch of hogs, but I've never taken one and because I mean I shot them deer in deer season. I've never seen any hogs on this property in the five and a half years I've hunted it. And I was like, whoa, mm-mm. you know, and he was he was all by as a boar, all by himself, and just pop dropped him. I was like, man, you know, I caught in uh you know, gun road, they don't they don't do uh wild hog. wild hog. You know why? Why? Either you know why? No. Something about the bacteria that they carry. Something like that, right? No. Really? What? So, if you're going to process wild hogs, you're supposed to have two different setups for it. Really? So, you can only do deer on this side and wild hogs on this side. Is that a, some kind of state law? That's a state law. It's oh. a federal thing. Yeah, it has to be two different setups. You can't Man. use any of your deer processing stuff. On your hog processing stuff. That's a fe- it's a federal law. Yeah, you cannot you cannot intertwine. It's FDA thing, I think. Oh, yeah, it is FDA thing. But I mean, it's federal still though. You know, anything okay. FDA, you can't you can't interchange them. Period. So that's why a lot of people they either do deer, or deer, or hogs. That's I mean, you ve- you very rarely find a place that does both. Yeah, um, the the place that does both that I went to is a place called uh, Georgia's Best in um, Fort Valley, Georgia, which Mr. is Brian. off of ninety six. Yes, yeah. very. They, they did a great job on the hog. Um, I've never had hot groundhog before, and I got a ton of. Well, I got a ton off of that. You know, I mean, it wasn't a really. He wasn't the biggest hog I've ever seen, but he wasn't. He wasn't small. And the I, thing they, is, they though, you did a good thing, and you don't realize it because if you had a big rank boar hog. The meat smells so rancid, mm-hmm. you don't want to eat it. Really? Yeah, you 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 did something great and don't even realize it. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I yes. don't. Because, you know, honestly, I mean, I grew up, you know, being a deer hunter 100% almost. And, you know, how, I mean, we got to talk a little. We got to talk. I, and honestly, I, I, I wish to this day Kelby was here to meet Tony because, you know, Tony is, you know, that that's hog hunting was your. Yeah, that's my bread and butter. That's, 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 that's like he knows that stuff so well. And Kelby. My, our, our buddy, you know, uh, Kelby used to work for Obsession Bows, and I used to work for Obsession Bows, and still work there. he still works wow. there. So uh, when Kelby passed, you know, he Kelby was his boss man, so he kind of stepped up, you know, took it and okay. came in the came in the role here. But uh, yeah, uh, he man, he was a hog hunting fool, dude. He loved it, and ah oh, man, I like yeah. This is one of those times I miss him really bad and wish he was here. But so, but uh, we're gonna honor him anyway, and by uh, you know talking to Tony about about hogs for a second, so. On that note, so t- man, tell me, so tell me about your hog hunting experiences. Like, I'll give y'all one quick story about a hog hunt. So I actually got permission to hunt a landfill one time. Hunt a the, landfill, hunt the landfill, y'all. My- now, I'm not gonna say where, <laughs> okay. but I got permission to hunt the landfill. Hey man, this is awesome. And when I tell y'all we come out with fifteen to twenty hogs every hunt, it was fifteen to, from one side to the other side, y'all. That'd be a grove of hogs here, right here. Another 500 yards, another grove of not 30, not 40, 50, 60 hogs. And, I mean, they're all up there rooting in this trash. Just mm-hmm. So they're in the trash. Oh, yeah. They're in the trash. They're rooting. I mean, I, I should think I should know that, but, you know. <laughs> and the landfill's irritated because, you know, they're, they're covering the trash up trying to keep the hogs from destroying the property. But we go in and catch 15, 20 hogs every time. But this story I'm going to tell you is crazy, y'all. And I don't know why in the world did I do this, and I could have probably got hurt real bad, but... When my adrenaline get going, I don't really, I don't rationalize. Sure, no, absolutely, so, yeah. brother. You, you, you're you good. You're in the right kind of place. So, <laughs> so the dogs bayed up. And, I mean, there's a 30-foot drop off of a cliff. And they're down there, and they're tight. And it's a big hog. And he's working on the dogs pretty good, y'all. And we couldn't get there fast enough. So I was like, man, if we don't get there, he's going to probably hurt some dogs pretty bad. Right. So 
I knew we couldn't get that fast enough. So I, it was a tree on the side of the cliff. Is this like you know prior to four wheelers or are we talking? I mean, I'm, no, I'm, no, no, no. Uh, Those four wheelers. Now we had Toyota trucks. We good. But you're going through a landfill. Yeah, so. no, I mean you had to walk. Yeah. There was no way to drive down this cliff. You know, you yeah. Had okay, to, that's not happening. I mean, yeah. he's been to landfills before. I've only ever seen like in pictures, yeah. but you know, okay. Yeah, you had to figure this out how to get down to the bottom. But anyway, so me being the fool I am. There's this tree hanging off the side, y'all. I tell you, I couldn't have been no more than, uh, I'm going to say, 20 inches in diameter. I go to the side of this cliff, y'all, and I grab this tree, man, and I hang <laughs> off the side of the cliff. I'm sorry, I'm walking away from the mic. You good? I hang off the side of the cliff, y'all, and I take my Glock out, hanging off the side of a cliff <laughs> while dogs are being a hole. And you're like Jean-Claude Van Damme. Man, I don't know who I was. <laughs> but I'm sitting there, I'm like, man, the dogs just give me one clear shot, one clear shot, and all of a sudden the dogs just broke for one second, and I just... One shot straight between the eyes, y'all. Oh man! Oh my That's God! It's awesome. Jason Bourne, dude. I tell you, I told <laughs> you, man. Pulled me, they pulled me back up <laughs> off this tree, y'all. Like, man, you it's a Tony. What you doing, Tony? <laughs> like, you know what you just done? See, I killed a hog. Yes. And I'm not thinking no big deal of. It. I mean, at the end of the day, man, it was like, man, you what? You, you know. weren't the adrenaline was just oh taking you over, and oh, yeah. but you didn't realize that you had just gone all time cop on them and just like Hung was hanging the side <laughs> of a thirty. I could have fell on top of the hog and the dogs and probably got. So we're talking. We're talking twenty five. 30 feet up in the air up in the air yeah that is awesome <laughs> yeah but i mean i don't know where i'll be honest from. man I, I think i would have i probably would have tried something very similar but i'm not near get a shot as that though so this, this is this is like high school age though, like 17 18 no 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 this is a grown man this is, <laughs> this is uh maybe 28 29 <laughs> I'm still in pretty the, good shape. The, 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 the brain's fully developed at this point. Oh yeah, <laughs> you I can't knew blame better. it on that. I knew better, but I didn't realize. You know, I didn't realize what I had done to everybody. Just start talking about. That's it. amazing. Man, hey, when dude. adrenaline takes over, it's game on. That's fantastic. nothing worse awesome. to me than getting some dogs hurt up, y'all. Oh, oh yeah. absolutely. I hate getting dogs hurt up, man. Because I mean, been there, with, done that. With my wife in the profession, she and y'all, she is she a vet. With my wife in the profession, she and y'all. Uh, okay. I just can't. I just can't. You know, be taking all dogs all beat up and hurt and stuff because I mean that that's a bad reflection on her. No, mm. yeah. That's why she kind of didn't want to date me when we first started dating. I was like, you know what, hog? Oh. And I do a lot of my own work. She was like, what do you mean your own work? I said, staple stitch glue. And she I looked at you, and she like, looked at you mm. like, no, no, hold up. Like, Are you <laughs> no, serious? I was like, I do it all, every every bit of it. I said, I've been doing it all my life, so you know, yeah, this is yeah. what I do. Well, this is wrong, this is wrong, this uh, is wrong. So she kind of polished me up, y'all. So so okay. So I didn't lose any dogs That's awesome. to hogs because I mean I was pretty well prepped and what to do to save. A so dog. so do you do you when you take dogs out to do uh do hog hunt, uh, run run up on hogs? I mean, do you they get like the I see them with vests on. Cut vest. Are they is that what they call cut vests? Okay. Cut cut this is how dumb I am. I, I see I'm trying no, to No, 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 you're not dumb. You're asking good yeah. questions. Okay, good. So, cut vest and cut collars. So, my deal on the vest is the vest make them overheat too much. Okay. I never use vests. Okay. I do use collars occasionally. It just depends on where I'm hunting at. Most of the time, if I'm hunting in a place where I haven't seen any big, big hogs that can do a lot of damage, I just I just drop the dogs. Mm-hmm. And if you run enough dogs, most of the time they won't get cut. You got seasoned dogs; they work as a team, and most of the time they'll stay off a hog and won't get cut okay. at all. If you do get a, go- a dog cut, it's a rare. Most of the time, it's a rare thing that happens. But if you get on a bad hog and you ain't got your collars on. You can't you get some know. dogs hurt pretty bad because, I mean, I've seen dogs, you know, as far as having their throats cut, their uh, guts dragging the ground. Oh, I mean, man. Their hind quarters cut so f- open like somebody just took a fillet knife and just cut them open. Wow. I thought this was a whitetail show. 
Hey, no, but look, man. Hey, hey. We, we do it all around, buddy. No, we, all around. no yeah. I promised Kelby before he passed, but we would we would we would Dude, do more than just white tail eventually. But but you, you know, but when you get a when you get a guy like you, man, who's who's been in the woods, yeah. you know, and just they you know it so well. I mean, it's you're doing every I'm doing everybody a disservice by not you know getting that knowledge out. So um, I know. I mean, there's a billion ways to hunt hogs, obviously, mm-hmm. but you know, in, in running them with dogs, there's multiple ways to do that. Absolutely. So I mean. Have you done the whole? Have you have you speared hogs? A good uh, bit? No, I've never speared a hog. We not, I, I knife hogs. Oh, but me, okay. <clears throat> me personally, I don't kill a hog. I tie every hog up, and I take them out of the lab because I believe in uh really yeah spoilage. Okay, I mean, if you kill them too quick, and we hunt and we hunt for hours, right? So if you tie that hog up, you know you got time to do whatever you're gonna do with them later on because the hog's still alive t- when you get home. Oh, okay. or you can just. What you don't supposed to do is transport a live hog and put them in the pen. But of course yep. we, of course we've done that in the days, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't do it now. Yeah, that's right. Well, <laughs> he does not do. Yeah, yeah. He does, yeah we don't. Don't, don't, don't do, do it now at all. But we <laughs> transported the hogs to the house and we feed them out. And you know, most of the time I just give stuff away, y'all, because I'm not a person right. who, who's ever been like, you know, I want to sell this or sell that. I, I don't sell yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I just give it away. If you Absolutely. Want it, you can have. If I kill the deer and you say you ain't got no deer in your freezer, guess what? You just got a deer for your freezer. That's right. That's, I got, yeah. I got some Latino friends that love wild hog. Okay. So most of the time when we get some, I'll make a phone call to them. Y'all want this? <laughs> they come. Yeah, yeah, man. I tell you, I, I feel like as as deer as hunt as hunters and outdoorsmen, like I think that's that's how we keep our you know folks that don't do it that the day you know I don't like I don't like killing things, but I I respect especially even if they don't you know, but they're willing to try it. And I said, look, hey, try the deer meat. If you don't like it, I understand. You know, I'll give you a pound of just to give it a shot. Throw it in some chili. Tell them the basic ways to just the basic ways to do it because that gets them used to it easier usually. And same thing with hogs or anything else. You know, just to keep our sport you know protected, I think is we share it with other people. You know our fruits of our labor, I guess. And as far as you know, you ask me about spearing hogs. Never speared them, mm-hmm. and I hate to shoot. Right. Because I don't allow you, 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 or anybody to bring a gun with us. If you're gonna hunt really? with me, all you can have is rope and a knife. That's mm-hmm. it. That's hardcore. Dude. I know a lot of dude. people that are like that. Dude, and then Kel- guess what? Kelby I'll... would be all over this big. <laughs> and I would really piss you off when I tell you leave your phone at the truck. Okay. Yeah, leave your phone in the truck because I don't want you to get distracted. That's hardcore. I need uh, you to pay attention to what's going on because all it takes is a split second for you to get cut. Yep. Then I got to take care of you. Mm-hmm. But if, wow. you, if you're giving me 100% of attention, I'm going to tell you what to do. And all you do, if you, if you listen to me, you'll be okay. And thank God, I'm like knocking on a little wood. Yeah. And all the years of hunting, I haven't had anybody get cut, hurt, or anything like that. On That's me. amazing. Yeah. yeah, it's because, I mean, I just I just follow strict guidelines. And it's the way that I was taught, though. Mm-hmm. The man that taught me to hunt, you leave this, you leave that. Up until his demise, he never had a cell phone. Really? He was a, he was a, real, he was a real one. <laughs> I mean, he, he was a real one, y'all. He never had a cell phone, man. He just didn't believe in that type of stuff. And it just came to a point in my life to where I knew, you know, if these people bring these phones out and they start trying to take pictures and doing this mm-hmm. before we get these Trying to live caught, stream that junk. They're going to get hurt. Yeah. They're going to get hurt. Especially so, when you're going hands-on with a hog. Yeah, and you know? you're tying him. And you're tying him. Yeah, you're, you're tying him. Do- First of all, you got to leash these dogs up. You know about leashing the dogs up. Right. Getting the, getting the uh, bulldog off, whatever. And now you're just sitting there with a hog in yourself. Most of the time, if you got a good position in the hog, he's not going to get up. But I have had hogs get up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm telling y'all, it's not uncommon for a hog to get up. Mm. He will stand up and you got to throw this hog again. And I'm telling you right now, it's not an easy feat. 
Nope. It's good to have a person who has experience who can come in and grab that front leg and pull him down. But how many people you know gonna run up to the front of a hog and grab his front leg and pull him down? Especially when, best when he's, you know, he's not many, snapping at you and all yeah, that stuff, popping man. his teeth. But you got to trust me though, because I'm I, I got the hog from the back and I'm lifting him up as high as I can, but I still can't throw him because he's so strong. And now I got to trust you to grab that front leg and pull it. But yeah. a lot of people ain't got the nerve to do that. That that's it, that just takes. That, I mean, that's again talk about being in shape, man. I, I mean, that split oh, yes. second though, if you ain't paying no attention, Get and he hurt. gets a hold of you, yeah, it's gonna cut you open. It's gonna it's gonna lay you wide open. Oh, I bet. I, it's just like a fillet knife. Man. I mean, yeah. I mean, I've seen. I, I mean, just I've seen so many mounts over the years, and just you know, and I mean, even the ones, even the the one I killed was a. You know, I mean, he wasn't a very big old boar at all. He was really. Quite young, perfect. Yeah, exactly, perfect. Yeah, and, and man, I mean, but still, I looked at them. I looked at them teeth, man. I was like, eh, I don't want none of that at no, all. You don't, man, and they will use them. But I tell you this, man, a hog a hogs don't generally run at you and try to cut you. Mm-hmm. They'll run by and try to cut you. Mm-hmm. Like when you got bumped. When I got screwed that night, you're I'm surprised. Very, you're very, no, he wasn't trying to cut you. He didn't. He didn't see you. Mm-hmm. He didn't see you because if he saw you, he'd try to cut you as he was going by. But he ran to you and stopped because he felt like that was a safe spot to be away from everybody. Right. Yeah, because if a hog wants to cut you, he can cut you. But all you literally have to jump is a couple of feet off the ground. You grab a tree and you jump literally three foot off the ground, and he's going to keep going by. The only way that a hog will come back to try to get you is she has what? I just told y'all about Piglets. Piglets. That's it. She's going to give you the business then. If she's got right. pig, piglets, she's going to fight you with everything she's got in her. That's See, we used to raise wild hogs back in the day. My great-grandpa used to catch them and put them all in a pen on our okay. property in Byron. Okay. They used to get out a lot. We never knew. Well, I was walking from my grandpa's house to our house one day, <laughs> and I just so happened to look over. She's about 20 yards off from me. Seen the piglets, she started heading towards me, and I, up the tree I went. That's it. <laughs> I just <laughs> sitting there. Do y'all do? Do y'all know how the wild hogs got here? Oh man, I mm. know, I've heard this story and I about how they come, they came to Georgia, and I don't, I can't remember how or why. So we had the piney wood rooters already, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but they wanted some bigger, tougher hogs. So the Oaky Woods, they actually built a pen and they imported some Russian boars. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they started breeding the piney wood rooters with the Russian boars and releasing them. Mm-hmm. And that's how we got some of the biggest hogs that we've ever had. Because before they integrated with those hogs there, our hogs weren't getting real big. But once they brought those Russian boars in, that's when we started having, you know, six-inch teeth hanging out of their mouths. Because we didn't have that before that. The piney wood rooters didn't didn't make that. When you find a hog and he's got hair standing up on his back about 12 to 15 inches long, he has a lot of that old blood in him. That, okay. Now that we're yeah. talking about pigs, I'm going to have to pull this picture up show you the first sound <laughs> that I shot. Yeah, okay. we it's it, it's the um, I, I you know, the hogs have been or I mean, like, as long as they've been around, but oh, yeah. I, I, they've become such an epidemic, you know. I mean, just in no time, fly. I mean, I can remember Tony, I don't know if you might remember this, but in the 90s, it seems like it wasn't really that bad that I remember, like mm-hmm. where it was just to the point where it. it, it I mean, now it's just, it's, it's, it's absurd. You know, I mean, I feel, I, I feel like it's my duty now as a, somebody who hunts anything 
you at least need to bring down a you know three, four, or five hawks if you can. I mean, somehow they're an invasive species. They got to go because I mean, if you don't get rid of them, dude, they breed like rats. That's right. I mean, I mean, anything that can have fourteen babies twice a year is a is a thing. It's the same thing with the coyote. I mean, now I do know how they got here. They migrated, I think, uh, from uh, the West in the 80s, I think is Did when they? it was. Yeah, that's how they got here. They just taught me something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I learned that from my brother-in-law who, you know, he shoots and he, he hunts hogs, but he doesn't he doesn't hunt deer. But I mean, no, dude, they've got some hog control population. I mean, some hog control measures in place now, dude. I mean, they're just waylaying them. I'm, I'm hoping. I mean, they're killing 50, 60 hogs a night. That, that, I'm God bless them. They're doing God's work. <laughs> they're, they're, they're doing God's work, but it's for people who like the hog hunt, like myself when I was younger, man. Stuff like that would just yeah, tore probably would have tore you up. But yeah. oh man, there's gonna be plenty left. There'll but be the thing about left. it is, you know, man, it really helps the farmers out. It does, and it I mean really that's does. what I done it for to help mm-hmm. the farmers out. They call, hey man, we got hogs tearing up our field, and we load up and we go down try to catch every one of them. Yeah, I, I'd love to do. I'd love to do that at some point. Um, it's an awesome hunt. Wow, took, that's a nice sow. It took three of us to put her in the back of the truck. That is a nice sow. What'd you do with her? We cut her up and used her for uh, what was it? Chris and them were having a cookout. Okay. And so it was my first one, and they were like, "That's good eating there." Oh yeah. Yeah, she's a beautiful hog. Where'd you kill her? Jeffersonville. Okay. Was that at Chris's house or oh, was yeah, that dude, at? That's uh, a pretty hog. Was that at the club? Uh, the club. That's a pretty hog. Yeah. As a matter of fact, my old partner, my old co-host, used to he put him on that one. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I killed a hog in uh, Twiggs County off of uh, Joe Brown's Mountain. Mm-hmm. Okay. This hog had to be every bit of four hundred pounds. Ooh. And y'all, I don't exaggerate hog weight because I tell people, you know, in the heartbeat, man, how big the hog? I said two hundred pounds. Yeah, you've been putting your hands on him for you know years. <laughs> yes, so I know when I tell y'all this hog, man, he was as long as from that door over there to here. He was probably about. Whew, 12 foot long man that's six and a half inch teeth clean out of both sides <laughs> so mighty. so the farmer called us did that you, morning did you mount this one tell me you mounted this no one. i didn't mount him oh. well i mean we cut we kept him alive yeah oh wow yeah so we kept him for breeding but uh the farmer called us that morning he had watermelons planted he's like man i got a hog up here big as a cow and he's destroying my watermelons Oh man, and dude, this place is beautiful, y'all. I had a natural creek down in the bottom, y'all. With some of the freshest spring water coming up in that creek, man. You oh, could just go man. there and just drink your handful of it. Great. And that hog was probably good trousing <laughs> through there, making it all kind of nasty. Mm-mm, he actually wouldn't do it. He oh, really? Drew, he drunk clean. Yeah, really? He didn't wallow in it. That's strange. But so it goes straight down to the bottom. So the dogs go down to this bottom, y'all, and they got this hog bathed up. And we stand at the top of this hill. He's knocking dogs, y'all. I promise y'all. He's knocking dogs 30 foot in the air. And oh they come my God. to him, man. They're hitting him. He's knocking them 30 foot in the air. Just pow. This is giant hogzilla. Yes. So we finally turn the catch dog loose. He goes down there. He nails the hog. We go in. We do our thing. We tie the hog up. We tell man. the farmer, hey, you're going to need to bring a tractor to get this hog out. Oh, my God. I'm going to tell y'all something crazy, though. So we get this hog to the top of the hill. The farmer looks at us. He shakes He's still his- alive? <laughs> no, no. That ain't what he's talking about. He shakes his head. He says, uh, that's not him. That's not him. Oh, God. Oh, boy. Well, where is he at, man? I was like, oh, my God. That's not him. Well, where in the world is he at? Well, honestly, man, I ain't surprised. And a lot of time, you know, I mean, I don't know. If you remember the original Hogzilla email that used to go around all the yeah, time. I mean, 
I'm sure. I don't know. I can't say whether it was fake or real, but God, I mean, dog, it's possible. It's, but it's, it's possible. Somebody's hog got out of their pen, y'all. Because I mean, you know, a tame hog will get that big. I've seen them, you know, that big. But yeah, that's not a wild hog. No, absolutely not. I, I mean, he could have had some wild hog in him. It was domestic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, domesticated hog do get that big, and somebody killed somebody's hog out their pen, basically. Man, let me tell you about my ignorance when in hog and hog hunting. Man, I you know when I took it to the processor, I we my wife was my wife was over the moon excited. She thought we were about to get 85 pounds of bacon. I mean, she just thought, and I said, well, shoot, I don't know. You know, I want to make sure I get a little bit of, you know, sausage, but yeah, cause I like hog sausage. So we get up there and he's like, guys like, man, nah, that's, that's not how that works, man. You know? <laughs> so wild hogs don't really produce bacon because they're a lot more leaner. Hog. Right. Exactly. And I, I learned that, I learned that, uh, this year I was, I was like, Oh, so it was like, yeah, well, number one, we don't have the stuff to, to do the bacon and, can't really do that with a wild hog. No, he so, doesn't have enough fat on him. Mm-hmm. I mean, it takes fat meat to make the bacon. And right. Wild hogs, they're so lean because they're always running and going, and they don't eat the things that we feed these hogs in the pens to produce all that fat and make the bacon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, it, you know, that's, I was like, man, she was, she was, she was like, mean, she thought she was about to get like 18. Bacon, bacon, bacon. Yeah, she just, she's like, man, we don't have some bacon to wrap this thing. You know, she was real excited. But, man, I definitely this winter, like as soon as the deer season's done, I'm, I, I want to get out on the thermals, you know, while it's still cold out. You know, I don't, I don't mind, I don't mind bundling up and, and going out and and. Th- and you, don't bundle, you don't want to bundle up. You don't want to bundle. You don't want to bundle. Sweat. Really? We're gonna see. On yeah. a thermal hunt. Yeah. yeah. You're gonna be moving. You're gonna be moving. <clears throat> yeah, I probably yeah, but I I just I want to get out there and get after it some this year for sure, dude. So tell me, man, like um, we talked on this a little bit, but I've seen you rack up at Walmart. And I can never, and Pete, look, again, it's not like Walmart don't make enough money. And it's not like Walmart is the greatest store of all time. However, like you said, catching them, I've seen you, like, y'all, I'm telling you, Tony had posted this picture of his whole trunk of his car, slap, fool, where he could barely shut it. He's done... He's like, man, I done racked up for under fifty dollars. <laughs> I said, what you, is man. this Joker doing? Doing? I mean, how do we, he's catching it? And I know you're not the only one that I know that you that that comes across those deals at Walmart. But it's just I either either they still have the same price on when I go, or it, it, turkey season stuff's already out and they've already cleared the deer racks. And I just I don't know. It's just I mean, do you time? I mean, do you time it up just right? Or? I go once a week. Once a week. I go once a week, man. And I'm so you looking gotta stay with it. and I'm waiting and I'm talking to the store clerks. Hey, when y'all gonna start marking this stuff down? And they were like, uh, they gonna probably start marking down tomorrow. I'm coming back tomorrow. I'll be back tomorrow. Don't yeah, dude, yeah. exactly. I mean, honestly, and again, it's not like, you know, I mean, again, we use, we use what we use. I mean, we use scrape juice and forests and a lot of other things. But I mean, at the same time, there are other things like, I mean, I can't tell you. I mean, dude, I, I, I need. I need all kind of stuff, man. I need I need a drip bag, you know. I mean, nobody well I know makes a drip bag that, are, that we're affiliated with, and I mean just just random stuff like chairs and you know, camo, dude. I mean, Walmart's. I mean, Magellan clothing. I mean, is hey, dude. I shot that deer last year with my bow mm-hmm. in PFG shorts. Hey, dude. <laughs> I had shorts, lacrosse boots on. And a bright white t-shirt. I don't know how that worked, but it worked. It worked. Let me tell you something. People get say that Magellan uh, clothing is like you know cheap and all that crap. Uh, 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 dude. Let me tell you something. Magellan man. and PFG are made by the same people. Hey, dude. 
and I'm all for it, dude. I'm, I, I mean, honestly, I, I, I want to be that. I want, I want us to be sponsored by them, dude. I love, I love Magellan that much. I'm gonna tell y'all yeah. right now, man. Clothes is just clothes to me. Exactly. Okay, who make it? If it's cheap and I like it, I'm buying it. That's exactly right. <laughs> That's how I feel about it. I mean, you know, I, I'm sure Sitka gear is amazing. I'm, you know, but I ain't got that kind of money. I'm not paying a thousand. I'm not paying a thousand dollars for for a camo jacket. I just what is it called again? Sitka. Sitka, Sitka gear. Okay. Have you ever seen it, man? Okay, let me memory dump it right. Yeah, now. memory dump it right now, yeah, dude. So it, it, it's, it. it's not even. It's not even like. It's not practical. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and honestly, man, I, I will go to Walmart and buy Walmart boots. And because I mean, now, now, granted, I feel like if you're gonna go hunt, if you're gonna go hunt Kentucky, uh, not Kentucky. Well, maybe I may be Kentucky, but if you're gonna go like. Michigan, you know, or there's snow or something like that, or you're going to go to Saskatchewan, man. Yeah. You probably, you might want to, you know, spend the bu- little extra buck or two to get the nicer stuff that will last longer. <laughs> but cause I mean, you're going into some extreme conditions. You probably should dress extreme, but I, I got a tied wee jacket that's heated. That's awesome. Sweet. If, if we never gets that cold down here, I'll be straight. But you know, sheesh. my thing is, my thing is my feet y'all. Mm-hmm. Yep. I got the heated socks. And I can put a pair of Timberland boots on with those heated socks, yeah. man. And I'm great. Yes, Because, I mean, exactly. by the time I get to stay, I'm burning up, y'all. I got to stop these things because I'm burning up. Really? So yeah. my feet get cold, I'm ready to go. Exactly. Just like me. Hey, yeah. but that heated jacket, especially during duck season, running the boat down the river. Oh, yeah. I put it on, turn it on, and I'll have it on all the way to the hole, and then I'll nice. take it off. Because if I sit there long enough with it on, I'll start sweating. Nice. And then it gets bad. Man. Yeah, that's just finding. You know, honestly, finding a good deal on anything. I'm just that's that's what I do for a living. You know, is you know, as a purchasing guy, I've been I've been doing that forever. I mean, I I do it for the government now, but like, that's you know, to me, I it's all I'm always looking for something that's just it's either dirt cheap or it's you know, man, this is I'm getting a lot of bang for my buck right here. You know, I'm definitely. I tell y'all, my garage is full of feeders, chairs. Lord, hey, we, we, we're going down to the garage Ooh, after this. <laughs> I tell you, I got, I, I'm telling you, I got ten of everything because I can't stop. If if it's like a buck for a lure, I'm gonna buy the whole box. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they got the swivel chairs, the the mossy oak swivel chairs that fold. You know, dude, the, I've got two of those downstairs right now. They, they were dirt cheap. Oh, I got about, I got about eight. You, you, dude, I, oh, <laughs> I, my wife would have let yeah. me. Cause she's like, did you go out and spend thirty dollars on the deck? I was like, tell you have that chair? I'm like, yeah, I, I, I know, but dude, I, I pay like fifteen bucks for them. Dude, they're too awesome. I'm telling you, dude, I, I love, I love our bird hunting out of them. Dove, uh, dove I would too, man. You can't beat it, man. Yeah, those are the best. And then I'm such a great guy, y'all. I take two or three on the truck. Somebody come in, forget a chair. You can have this one. Oh, dang, yeah, that's I, awesome. I give people stuff all the time, man. I just, yeah, I just don't believe in you know always trying to make a buck off of stuff. Nah, yeah. man, nah. nah, absolutely. I, I love anything. I mean, I don't care how. I mean, again, I love great. I, 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 honestly, yeah. I mean, if we got sponsored by somebody, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I if I believed in it, and I made, I'd, I'd have to love it. But you know, but really, man, sometimes the the most expensive things in the world just they don't come they don't come close to you know. Something that you got at Walmart that was dirt cheap and it works awesome. It works you know, the same. It way. works the same way, and it's and yeah. I mean, sometimes, man, like you know, talking about gear for a second, like those Tasco uh, um, trail cams. I don't know if y'all seen. You know, they're like nineteen ninety nine. Now yeah. look, they're gonna be good for the first year. They're probably not gonna work next year, but. <laughs> It's for, twenty for not, bucks, but for nineteen bucks, dude, I'm not complaining. No, no. absolutely, you can't complain no. about that. I mean, yeah, it's only twelve megapixels, but if you're just trying to catch a good, tra- like a, if you're trying to catch a little pinch point, you can get plenty of coverage. 
And you could see, you could, you'll be able to tell if it's a decent buck or not. Now you're not going to catch every little, little sticker kicker, you know, that might be growing that bit, which you're not gonna be paying attention to that anyways. You know, I mean, I mean it's enough detail to let you know you want to hunt him. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's all that matters. So I'm thinking like, shoot, man, I mean, okay, I'll go spend $80 on that. Yeah. And, uh, and I've gotten lucky. I've got, I mean, every year I know I'm going to have to throw away at least two of those Tasco uh, cans, but I'm going to probably buy three or four of them next year. You think about a hot wing meal and a good soda. Man, yeah, you have almost twenty bucks right there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna blow. Yeah, you're gonna blow that on some lunch all day long. You dude. go, you can make. I'll make sandwiches for a few weeks. You know, <laughs> good to go. I'm good set. Exactly. But, um, dude, man, Tony, what? Okay, we can't we cannot shut Jesus. this. We can't shut this thing off until shut we talk off. about your about crappy fishing for all just right. a second. All right. I said when I first asked Tony about coming on the show, I said, Hey, man. How about coming on the show and like all I get back is a picture of him on a boat and he's like I'm like oh and I'm over here working I'm like man that jugger enjoying <laughs> he, life he's enjoying life <laughs> I was like I was like well you're doing a lot better than I am right now <laughs> so I'm gonna tell y'all man they messed up and nobody wants to work the weekend schedule I was like what's the weekend schedule you work Saturday Sunday Monday you're off Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday. Man, I mean, I lit up like a clown. I was <laughs> like, man, so all the weekend warriors that stuff all the places to hunt and fish at, they're going to wear themselves out yep. Saturday, Sunday, and possibly Monday. But Tuesday through Friday, the lakes are mine and the woods are mine. Oh, man, yeah. I you ain't lying. It. I love it, man. Dude, I love my schedule. I, I got that way with <clears> teleworking, <throat> man. Um, I got that way with teleworking uh, during the pandemic. I mean, we still, obviously we still telework here at the house, but man, I was like, shoot, I can get up. If my boss would let me start at like five 30 in the morning, I can wake. I can, you mean you tell me I can mosey on up here to the office and kick it, get my coffee and get it going and get it done. I can go be in the woods before two o'clock. Let's do this. You know, that's no problem. Or I can come in late, you know, and go slip off to one of the closer spots. Shoot. Okay. Back to the crappy fish. Tell me that. Yes. So so, look, man, the crappy. So tell me. So, okay. So you you (laughs) catch some steaks, you know, you just, it's slabs. It's slab. I know they're slabs. called. I know they're called slabs, man. They just look like steaks. They were so giant. Big, fat, it was big fat ones. I mean, dude, they they almost didn't even look like crappy. They looked like they was like genetically blown up with some. I mean, they were. I mean, they were. I mean, they were big. Is what I'm getting at. These are. I mean, they weren't obviously genetically grown, but they oh, were yeah. just. They were huge. They were just big. Oh, crappy. So, man, how did you jump on? So, look at that, dude. Look. I mean, see, I'm gonna post some of Tony's pictures on on his on his show. But look, dude. This man comes across. Uh, so, t- so tell me, like, so what? What? What did, was y'all trolling? I mean, what, what? What was the deal with that? So the key to crappy fishing, y'all, is the old man. The old man, huh? The old man, y'all. The okay. old man who's my neighbor, who's one of my best friends. Okay. I've been crappy fishing for years, but him, it's just something about him and him knowing the lake. And I mean, I know the lake just as well as he do. But y'all, when I tell y'all he can put you on the fish, man, he can put you on the fish. Okay. And the thing about him is, y'all, he'll figure it out. He'll sit there and change. This man is 70. Okay. And he will crappy fish for 20 hours straight if you let him. Okay. Like, hey, we got to go. We got to go. Because, I mean, we ain't got a limit. We still fishing. Right. But anyway, the old man, y'all, we push. So pushing in the colder months gets the bait down deep enough to get the big fish up. Now, I'll describe to you what pushing is. Okay. Pushing is, well, we have a, a, a one-ounce weight on it and two jig heads at the bottom of the one-ounce weight. 
with a swivel, of course, to keep it separated. And it's just a straight vertical drop. You kind of you kind of want to look at your depth finder and see if you're 14 foot and you want to know how much line to pull off. You want to probably have it up about 12 or 10 foot, wherever the fish are staging at. That's where you want to put it at. And you're trolling on like point, point four, point five, very very slow trolling, and the lines are just going straight past the fish, very very slow, with two jigs on, and you tip one with a minnow. And that's called pushing. Okay. Those fish there were called pushing, no. but I enjoy dock shooting myself. Yeah, I, honestly, man. I, I, I'm still practicing. I'm not quite there yet. I can't. Okay. I've tried so hard to. I've I've jacked. I play guitar, obviously, so okay. I, I get real paranoid about anything with these fingers. And I go, you know, I mean, I successful two or three times, like, you know, and my buddy was like, "All right, man, you know, we're coming off, we're coming off the last one, and I think I can hit this, you know." Nope, let it go. I mean, straight up. I mean, I hooked my fingers so bad it was terrible. So, How in the world do you hook those fingers right there? Because he's I mean, shooting docks like that instead of just yeah letting it bounce. Yeah, I was doing I was doing the hold. Of, I'm sorry, I was I was pulling them back and then. I mean, yeah, I pull I pull back, but it's just these two fingers here. Okay, just these two pinchers. That's, I, that's all you. Use. I'm an idiot, but also, <laughs> which does not help the situation. But I think that, but that's what I did. I was like, oh god, and he was like, man, I tell you what, Mike, from here on out, why don't you just. Just, hey, here's the little kid's bowl here. Just use this. <laughs> so listen to me, Mike. I'm gonna give you a bit of advice. This is the way Help I me. learned. This is the way I learned to be a good dock shooter. I set up two five-gallon buckets, and I started at ten foot. Okay. And I sat down in the chair to imitate sitting down in the boat, and I pull it back and I just shoot in those buckets, shooting those buckets, till I got to the point where I could shoot in either one of those buckets at twenty foot. Wow. But I mean, no, that's just the hundreds of shots, hundreds of shots. And the worst thing that happened to me is where. I stick it in my thumb. I've stuck it in my thumb a few okay. times, but I've never stuck it in my other so, thumb. Somehow, I, when I let it go, I think I when know. I just, I think That's, I was just doing this whole number instead of like, and again, no one ever showed me the right way because my buddy it. didn't, he didn't know what yeah. he had to do it either. Yeah, and you're grabbing the jig and you hold it with these two fingers and you pull them back and you release it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and let it go. Yeah, I think I was like holding it like this and, you know, which I, I thought like I was Spider-Man or something just trying to, like you, that, I'm trying started, to make it cute, wasn't you? I, I think I was yeah, I more than likely. No, I mean, no, this is me definitely five years Being ago. Fancy, me, there yeah, five years ago, That's trying to fancy. trying to be cool, you know. But. Hey, last time I shot a dock, it got stuck on the, the boat hoist. Yeah, I charged that line to the game and rolled on, baby. Yeah, you, got, you got to, man. <laughs> I mean, especially when I mean, anything with fishing, like you know. Now, one thing I, I've gotten a lot better at bass fishing this year. This is my been my this. I had a whole lot of fun doing that. Uh, my aunt has a one of those neighborhood ponds that's mm-hmm. just loaded with them. So you know. So what's your primary bait? What do you like? It just depends. So like when in the cooler months, so that water's pretty clean. It's okay. not. It's not murky at it's all. Clear. It's real clear. So you know, um, really, man, I love just I love just doing a te- worm on a Texas rig and you know on the bottom and I like the, it. You know, and it works, but. I, I you know I, when I first started though I gotta be honest like the first thing I wanted to do was put a spinner on go after it wake them up I mean I did catch fish but you know it it, it just depends you know if the worm don't work I'll go to like a top water and if I don't like you know if the top water's not working I'm sorry not top water I'll go to a um oh god uh, a crank crank, crank bait. bait I'll go to okay. a crank and then I'll go to a um. Go back to the worm, and if that, I mean, now if nothing's uh, nothing's working. That's one thing I learned about bass fishing. Whatever don't work, like go to go to the next thing. Usually, yeah, if you went to my garage and seen the fishing bags, 
Ass <laughs> bags. Crappy bags. Yeah. Brim bags. I mean, I got... I'm about to upset both of y'all. I don't do a whole lot of fishing. What? Man. You must don't like the way it tastes. Boring. You don't like the way it tastes? Dude. Crappy, I get bored. I get bored really I'm telling you, crappy fishing ain't boring. You're constantly doing something crappy You, you got to go with somebody in the blight where he's talking yes. about. That's what... When he says... You'll never when he, stop. When he says the old man is the key... It's like that's what he means is find somebody who has got who knows that lake and knows how that thing moves and when it's up and down and like and when they drawing water it don't have to be a grandpa I, I I got a buddy of mine Sean who is in, he's an incredible crappy fisher that meant fisherman he goes to Blackshear every chance he can get I love Blackshear yeah Blackshear great, is great hole dude great hole yeah exactly he he wait he wears them out all the time too not I me mean, not on the level Tony was on but you know but like and they got the stripe crappy in uh, Blackshear the stripe mm-hmm. crappy fight way harder than the white crappy you just yeah. gotta stay out of Stump Valley over there I love Stump Valley what do you mean we mm-hmm. going to Stump Valley mm-hmm. yeah, that's, 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 that's probably where he pulled that's half like, yeah, of that from yeah dude we shooting right at the stumps around the trees dude that's where the fish are at 4.30 in the morning, you hit that stump. No, 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 we're, be, no. We're not fishing that time. More. We're fishing in the there. daylight. You want to see it. He's talking about shooting ducks. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You got to stay out of Stump Valley during oh, the morning. Of course, boy. man. Of course, you tear your boat up. Yeah, but yeah, dude. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I, I love, I love, that's that. That's what I want to get. I mean, I, you know, crappy fishing for me, I, I was pretty much right. When it came to fishing, I, I was pretty much raising on a dock. You know, um, my, my daddy had a, a buddy that, you know, he didn't do any a lot of fishing off the boat, but he did all, all of his fishing off the off the dock. So we were catch catfish, crappy brim, uh, oddly enough, carp, tons of carp. He had a pole, is what he. This was amazing. He had a a feeder pole, pretty mm-hmm. much. I mean, just PVC pipe, and he cut had holes cut in it, and he poured dog food down. And I mean, just yep. oh yeah, nasty dog food. I'm like smart, and I and <clears throat> I never really paid any. I, I never understood the purpose of that or what that was for, but. Oh my God, man! When you talk about fun, talk about a fun fight, he there'd be six or seven carp on that pole just sucking the life out of that thing, and he would run a worm up and down that thing, and then, sure enough, one of them was sucking that man. It, the fight would be on. It'd be got some two some. He fought one for. <laughs> I fought one for like 30 minutes one time and I was all by myself and uh, my dad and his buddy were up top asleep in the cabin. And I was like, and I'm like, I'm like, Oh, I need help. <laughs> I was like seven or nine. I was like my daughter's age. So I was eight or seven or eight. And I, man, it was awesome. But I mean, I, that's how, that's what I was. I mean, I was growing up, you know, just, Hey, put a minute down. You're, you're about a foot or some change. Boop. Put the minute down there. Just wait, you know? And that was, that was my only, uh, you know, that's my only experience with crappy fishing for the most part. And then, uh, but one thing I mean, I loved uh, about that experience growing up too was I got to learn uh, about, you know, bottom fishing for catfish. And, oh, yeah. you know, man, that that was the best. Um, that's, man, chicken livers, whew, man. I, if, if, if there's catfish in a pond, if they can be caught, I, I'll get them. So I, I'm going to hip you to something too. Oh, hit me something. Rooster liver. Rooster liver? Okay. You know about rooster liver? I've heard about I, it. I don't know, so, but tell me about it. So rooster liver is it's chicken liver. Okay. But it don't disintegrate. <gasps> you can cut it. I'm talking about cut it into strips, y'all. 
and it stays it, on it the don't, hook. It don't sling off. It don't sling off. It stay, it's a, it's, it, it's actually like a piece of steak almost. It's so tough. But, but, I, but actually, you get it at a grocery store? It's roof delivery. No, you have to get it from a fishing store. Okay. And most of the time it's froze solid. So you have to get it like the day before. Yeah, let it thaw. Yeah, let it thaw out. But I mean, I, I understand the point of why they freeze them, but I'm like, sometimes I was like, dad, come at me. Because I'm usually ready to go. I'm like, I'm like ready to go right now, usually, yeah. you know. Come to get my liver this morning? God dang it. Yeah, you're going you to wait. I mean, it'll take long in the sun. You know, I've, I've, I've pissed a few family members off. I made 20 bucks by eating one one time. You're sick. Yeah, okay. Oh, you're raw? Sick. Oh, yeah. 20 bucks, 20 bucks. $20. That's $20 for you. So oh, you guys see the liver king on uh, on uh, Facebook? The liver king, the guy that eats the beef liver all the time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I was That's a bad eight or nine. Man. They were like, I bet you won't eat one. I was one of those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you ever had a grub? Any, you ever had a grub? Mm-mm. I've heard they're. I've heard they're not bad. No, they're delicious. I've heard they're not bad at all. They're delicious. I mean, it got a sweet nutty taste. And, and and I and I hear they're good for you actually. Good for you. I've heard they. I, I've heard grubs are good for you. I don't know. I don't know. I just. I just like trying. Maybe that's stuff. like from the line. Maybe that, maybe when I was a kid. It's from the like the line. Hey, I'll try anything. The grub ain't bad. I don't like to eat the heads because the heads a little. Yeah. No, no, yeah. But the body's delicious. Body's delicious. Yeah. Man, dude, that's. I don't know. Dude, I um so, man, Tony, the the last thing I I definitely wanted to ask you, and I mean, and I ask every guest this, and I mm-hmm. think it's I think it's a really important thing we always talk about is our our hunting community. I mean, really, man, our hunting community, you know, I mean, definitely, you know, that's how you and I met. It's just I know I see another guy in camo. I know that's I know that's my that's my people. You know, <laughs> that's the person I'm gonna connect with. I'm gonna have I'm gonna, I'm gonna know him. I'm gonna, yeah, we're we're gonna talk. You know. But I think really, um, what do you think? There's a lot of we always know. There's a lot of hater aid on all the sites. I mean, I mean, I've I've not ever seen a whole lot of bad talking on your on y'all's page on the uh, your page, but um, as far from other people, I mean, and but and usually that's what most people say. But what do you think we could do as a hunting community to do better about protecting our protecting our ability and right to hunt, but also protecting our being a conservationist, like, like you like to be, I mean, what, what would you say is something that, you know, you feel like we, we can do better or we should be doing or more of, I mean, what do you think? The key to it all is educating the younger generation. Okay. Educate the younger generation y'all, on what we're doing and how important it is. Mm-hmm. And your kids and their friends never, never, ever, ever, Tell a kid no when they're asking you questions about hunting. Always find time to be able to explain to them why you do it, why it's important to do it. Gun safety. I talk to kids about anything, y'all. I love kids. Mm-hmm. Like all the extra stuff I tell y'all I buy, I give kids stuff 24-7. They come over like, what's that, Mr. Tony? I'm like, you want to learn how to hunt? You take that backpack right there and we'll start putting some hunting stuff in it. And I give them their first little knife. I give them their first little lure. I mean, uh sense or whatever you know mm-hmm. just to get them interested in it talk to the parents of course and let the parents you know you know hey he's going to come over sometime and i'm going to teach him about hunting if you allow me to but you definitely always want to check with these people parents but right now the world is pushing away from that yeah mm-hmm. that's right but we've got to keep it going because if we don't keep it going y'all it's going to get to the point to where we're going to be overrun with deer and hogs and that's going to be nobody that take care of the problem period mm-hmm. And when it becomes a problem like that, they'll just annihilate everything, y'all, and that won't be anything left for us to do, period. And I don't want it to get to that point. I want to keep teaching the younger generations and bringing them up the same way we came up, loving it, enjoying the outdoors. 
we got to take away these cell phones. Mm. They can't stay on these cell phones 24-7. We've allowed ourselves to be manipulated into believing that the cell phone is the way to go. In my house, it wasn't the cell phones. No video games. We didn't have that. We went outside and we entertained ourselves outside. And we got to push our kids to do that now. We don't encourage them to ride bikes. You got... You got people 30 years old and they've never rode a bike. Oh, man. That's awful. And I mean, that blows my mind. How in the world can you tell me you've, <laughs> no. never, you've never rode a bike in your life? Them two down there, they started riding bikes when they were, you know, as soon as they could be upright for the most part. My, exactly. I mean, my son has uh, autism and, you know, and has some developmental issues, but mm-hmm. he knows how to ride a work a bicycle, though. Oh, yeah, you, get <laughs> you, him, you get him outside, though, man. You, yeah. get him, you get him from in the house. Y'all, y'all take those phones away, man, and, and eat dinner together. Mm-hmm. Wow. Eat dinner together, y'all. Sit and talk about your day, y'all. Explain to them, you know, this is why we're sitting here. They need to mm-hmm. know why you're doing it. Why there's no phones allowed at the dinner table? Man. Because you're really connecting with each other and exploring, you know, that their day. You want to know about little John's day or little Susie's day. And then they get to know about your day and get mm-hmm. to see how a woman and a man are supposed to interact with each other yeah. instead of learning from the TV. That's right. Which is teaching them the wrong way. Or the us TikTok. as parents, us <laughs> us as parents, y'all, we're falling to the wayside. Mm-hmm. We got to make sure we're doing the right thing, also, y'all, and not just letting the TV or the phone raise our kids. Absolutely, brother. I mean, yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. I, we, I know we've touched on passing it down the other generation on the show, but no one's ever really outright said. I don't think that we have to pass everything down to the younger generation. If that's, I mean, hunter recruitment right now, I think uh, on a, on a national level is. It's it's in it, it, I think it's in danger mission critical mode. Dude, we're a dying breed. Well, see, my dad didn't hunt or nothing like that when I was growing up. Yeah, it was just in you though. Well, see, yeah, I got it from a bunch of my buddies. Mm-hmm. We they would be like, well, me and Grandpa or me and Daddy are going to the hunting club this weekend. Well, we never, I never had that, but we did have property that we lived on. Well, I got a wild hair one day, and I went next door to Grandpa's house. And said, hey, you got that thirty thirty single shot thirty thirty? Yeah. I said, you mind if I use it tomorrow morning? I'm going to go sit and... So it's already in your heart to do it anyway? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, your and dad... It, it, my daddy... My 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 father doesn't hunt or fish. Really? No, my father doesn't hunt or fish <laughs> at all. It was Frank. This is the man who raised me like a son, mm-hmm. who taught me everything that I loved. But it was already in me. Yeah. I started the BB gun thing myself. No one told me to do this. Right. I, it just was in my head, you know, to go kill some food, clean it, bring it home, put it in the fridge for mom to cook. See, my dad was all into cars and stuff, so that's where my big car thing comes from. Mm-hmm. So, I'm a, I'm a split 50-50. I'm cars all day long, and I'm hunting on the other side, you know. Yeah, that's, yeah. Per, that's a perfect mix. But, man, so, that, so that's why, you know, that's kind of what happened to you. Is It was, a, it was a, a friend, a friend of the family that just was like, took you under his wing and that was it i mean he he, he knew that i loved it yeah you know? the, the, the moment when you're talking to a kid about hunting and fishing their eyes just light up y'all mm-hmm. you got him yep that's and i'm true. pretty sure you know that's what he's seen in me he, he started talking about hog hunting i was just like with dogs yeah and i love dogs already yeah exactly like, of course who don't absolutely. love dogs <laughs> he, i mean he's the person that took me to kill my first deer and he taught me a very vital lesson y'all with that so I got five bullets, seven deer walk out. I kill five deer. Wow. Yeah. He's like, you know what? That was terrible. (laughs) But you're going to clean them all. Whoa. 
So I had to clean all five of those deer by myself, cut them up and put them in coolers by myself. You learned how you you, you never, had a good that day. Never ever 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 have I ever killed more than two deer at one time no, yeah, in I'm, my life. That was the big. But you know, that was my first time killing deer. So you live and you learn, man. That was a hard lesson there, buddy. Because I'm telling you, man. By the time I got to like the third deer, I was like, man, this is rough. We'll do this again. You and you that, did a video on how to gut a deer, I think, didn't you? That's my buddy Bill. That was your buddy, yeah, your yeah, buddy Bill. My right? buddy Bill doing the technique. Either, that I told either him you about. were, I think you were filming him. Man, I was say I hmm, his wife was filming him. Yeah, okay. but this is my technique though. Oh, okay, snatching snatching the hide off of him completely. Mm-hmm. Pretty sweet, man. I mean, it, it requires no effort. You do the golf ball trick. Mm-hmm. Hang him up by his neck. Cut him down. Cut his feet off. I, cut I, him down a little bit. I'm doing that this year. I can't wait. Dude, you got to post that. You got to. You got to let I people will. see that too. Because I mean, because it comes off like a blanket. Like, that's the greatest <laughs> thing in the world. Super, I've seen people easy. do it. I yeah. just never knew if it actually really worked. Oh, oh it works. Yeah, dude. Yeah, you get to see it. It's on. It's on my site. Yeah, yeah. Go. Yeah. You have to go check. I'll show you. Um, uh, Tony's group. I'll, I'll, I'll send you the group thing in a little bit. It's on my it. site. You get to see him snatching it right now. Yeah, we all hunt and fish. It's that W A. I'm a, I have, I'm a little bit dyslexic. W A H H and F and F. Yeah. 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 W A H and F. By the way, for anybody listening, yeah, you know, if you want to check, you can go check out the group. That's that's the that's the Facebook group you can check out. We all hunt and fish, and you know, and you can if you want to reach out to Tony. People can reach out if you're okay with that. Absolutely. They, they can reach out to you if you want to reach out, ask Tony questions or. You know, see some of the see some of his deer pictures, man. He's a great dude. Uh, he he's one of us. He's he's a hunter. You know, he he's. I mean, not just a hunter. He's now full blown outdoorsman, and he's got a lot of knowledge. He's been doing this forever. And you know, I, one thing I've noticed about him, he you know he'll he he'll talk to he'll talk to anybody. And he you know, man, he, if you have a question for him, he'd be happy to answer you. You know, so I, I I you know and I. Psh- God, man, I'm so glad I got to get you on our show. Um, you have me back another time. Oh, absolutely, brother. I, you more, more if, yeah, if you'd love to come back, we'd love to have you back. So, yeah, brother. So, um, and yeah, he's definitely Tony's going to be on my text list of uh, when I when I when I blow the big one when the big when, when the big one blows down this year. He, he's 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 one of like him, Walker, Ryan, and Gene. I got confidence in you, man. I think yeah. you'll do it. Yeah. I'm, I'm just I'm on, I'm taking all this knowledge from all my all these episodes that we've had, and I'm saying you know what, I'm gonna take all the stuff, put it in put it in practice, and so I'm trying to get, trying to <laughs> trying to reap some benefits this year. It's gonna be hard, but it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. But you're on my list of, of people. So if you get a text from me during the season, it's got pictures, and then it's got a bunch of it. smiley faces and deers. <laughs> then you know something. You know something happened. I'll, pro- I'll probably call you. T- I'll probably call you too because I'm gonna be calling Please. everybody. <laughs> that's that's what I do. I call yeah. all my buddies, man. I got a good one today, boy. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, I mean, so. that's just what the deer community do, man. We talk, you know. Yeah, exactly. There's not a whole lot of us. Yes, but the ones who enjoy it, we enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I'm exactly. always excited for you to kill something. Big. Me too, man. For you yeah. to kill something, mm-hmm. catch something big. I love it, man. Yeah. It makes me happy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's awesome. I love, I love getting pictures from people who you know shot something huge or anything. <clears throat> shot they shot a doe. Great, it's awesome. I shot my first deer with my bow last year. Oh Did yeah, you, and my roommate happened to be on top of the house watching. <laughs> wow! And he texts me. He we'll, said, we'll show. We'll show you the damn, just Ross. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> he texts me. He said, "You better shoot it." <laughs> well, I felt my phone vibrate, but I was already at full draw. Yeah, you couldn't look. He said he was zooming in, about to hit the record button. He said all oh. he heard was the smack. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the first he, time I drew a bow on a deer, y'all. 
I shook like a leaf. Oh, man. I, I shake not, all the time. I couldn't stop shaking. The first day that I drew the ball, man, I was shaking. I was like, oh, my, what in the world is this? Mm-hmm. So I just, I eased the ball back down, y'all. When I eased the ball down, she looks up at me, she says. Oh, she did that thing. She did the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> you know you just messed up, don't you? Yeah, exactly. i tell y'all something crazy. This is the last thing I'm going to tell y'all. So we were talking about the old does teaching the younger dogs yes. what to do. So I walked in with some newborns, two twins. They got straight up out the bed, come straight to my pants and start sucking. So they're not afraid at birth. Wow. They're, they're taught. And that's a, that's another one, dude. I don't know if I posted it, man, but I was I was driving my truck down the road and this deer had had, had a baby right close to the ditch. And I parked the truck. I was like, is that a baby deer? And I jump out and I walk to the edge of the deer. Edge of the uh, ditch, she comes straight up, starts trying to leak on my pants again. Wow! And I mean, I've had that happen like three times. That's now. crazy, man. They're not afraid until they're taught to be afraid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is, that's gold right there. That's a gold nugget there. That's a gold nugget there. Yeah, I mean, the same thing correlates with people, y'all. Oh, We're yeah. not born racist. No, nope. no, not at all. No, not at all. It's taught behavior. That's right. Exactly. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. That's right. Out of everything, I think, you know, uh, coming up and all that stuff, I, I think the biggest thing is, you know, if you can't appreciate, I, I appreciate people for who they are and Period. what they do. And, you know, that's, that's, that, you know, everybody in my book has, you're fine. I mean, yeah. and let, now, if you prove to me that you're a horrible person, <laughs> you know, but that's on your character only. I mean, character know? and integrity. That's it. Integrity is everything to me. If you don't have that's your right. word, you just lost me completely. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you get one chance to lie to me. That's you, it. You will never tell me another lie. That's exactly right. And I yeah. hate to be that hard up, y'all, but that's just the way I am, man. That's, that's why you got to Don't be. burn me. Oh, yeah. You know, just tell me the truth. That's right. I don't care how much it hurts me. Just tell me the truth. Y'all probably don't even, I mean, don't know, but yeah, Tony's African American. You know, I'm a white guy. <laughs> I, I approached him in a, in, in a parking lot, you know. In the middle of the dark. In y'all. the middle of the dark. You believe dark. it or not. I, I walked right up to him, like, what's up, guys? You know, but, yeah. but you, and I'll be honest, I, I knew this was safe territory regardless because they had camo on. I knew they were my people. That's it. That's it. <laughs> they were already these these are my brothers. I we know are, them. We're our family. <laughs> we are oh, yeah. we're a camo we're a camo colored family, you know. So I mean and I was like, I knew, I knew I was like, I don't I don't know these guys from Adam, but I know we're gonna hit it off. You know? And today mm-hmm. what you tell me, welcome to my house. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Exactly, exactly dude. So I mean I'm telling you, man. But yeah, and I think as us as a hunting community, if we can do a better job of that, and you know, and and Tony, I mean, the the guy you have, I keep forgetting his name. His was, name was Marcus. 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 I feel bad that I keep forgetting Marcus's name, but yeah. dude, that was his first time out, right? That's his first time. Doing his hunting. first time out, and Tony, and so like, but see, and Tony is he's constantly doing stuff like that, and Tony can go chase big deer if he wants to. You know, it's not like he can't. Doesn't have opportunities. He's he did tell us before the show how some of the, how he's gotten into some <laughs> some good stuff, but uh, we won't give all your secrets away. Don't but do it, I won't do it don't to you. But it. but he uh, but man he he goes out and he he finds the best. Um, I mean he takes people out. He takes kids out. He he. I mean man, I've seen you during deer season. I see way more posts with you either taking somebody out their first time or you're taking a kid, a bunch yeah. of a couple of kids usually, yes, yes, yes. and it's. It's you're not a selfish hunter. No, you're you're constantly man. you're constant. Con, Tony, when he says you know pass it down, he's he's living that, and I can yeah. I, I can verify 
for everybody. I mean, he does that. And I just do I'm thankful to God for you, man, for doing that, you know, as a, as a, as another hunter, but you know, and I, you know, me and Kelby did that this past year. Um, we, we took our, I I took a family member and I took a friend of mine out, which happens to be (laughs) next to his hunting property. (laughs) I put, oddly enough, he shot his neighbor shot my his first year on my own property. So, but you know, man, that's but now he, the guy's addicted to it. You know, he loves oh, it, yeah, and, which is great. And his and his kid, best thing of all, his kid was with him. And you know, one thing our good friend Mike Love from Michigan, uh, he was on our show. Said he it was a question he he posed: How many tags have you guys sold this year? And I'm not talking about physical tags. I'm talking about how many tags have you sold by how many people have you exposed to deer hunting? How many people have you? gone out educated got them to buy tags and now they're 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 into this hunting stuff that we all can't live without you know exactly so that's a man and i know for a fact you know tony k here man he (laughs) he sold in a lot of tags i'm telling y'all man (laughs) i mean (laughs) even as far as hog hunting y'all i guarantee you man half of the, the people in middle georgia have come in contact with me from hog hunting, whether it be dogs, whether it be in the woods, me having permission in places they don't have permission at, me calling the farmer, hey, this is my buddy, he can hunt it. A lot of young hunters have hunted with me and learned a lot of things from me, mm-hmm. a lot of good things, because I'm, I'm not going to tell you nothing wrong, period, man. Cause mm-hmm. I, the last thing I want to see is someone get hurt. Mm-hmm. Dude, exactly. So, I mean, I'm just saying we need to be like more like Tony. You know, I mean, you are like me. Don't say be like me. You already like me. Yeah, dude. yeah. No, you I'm saying just go ahead and put it out there. A little but bit. be like Tony is what I'm saying. Just be like Tony. Be, good. be a new meme. Yeah, be like Tony. Just get, get out, get out there and take. You know, I mean, and because I'm she, and, I, and I'm sure you you do take a few days for yourself. I'm sure when you when you hunt. The thing is, the thing is, this right here. The first few weeks of the hunt, I don't even hunt for myself. Mm-hmm. I hunt for people that I know can't hunt anymore. Gotcha. And I'll kill their deer and I'll take them their deer and I'll give them their deer. Gotcha. Okay, here's your meat. Are you good? That's yeah. what we do with Here, a lot of people. Yeah, here's your meat. You good? Mm-hmm. Then I'll start hunting for myself. But in the course of that time, if someone calls me, hey, man, will you take me hunt? Of course I will. I, I don't can't. shy away from anybody. Y'all. I'll take you hunting and I'll teach you how to hunt. I'll teach you how to shoot. I will teach you everything about hunting. I got approached in Walmart two weeks ago. I just retired from the military, Tony, and I, I seen your site mm-hmm. and was wondering, would you teach me? I said, what'd you do in the military? I was a sniper. I said, I can't teach you anything. That's right. I said, you already know how to do it, man. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of getting in the woods and getting you some time. I said, to get closer to deer season, you call me up about three weeks prior, we'll go get you some camo, and I'll take you on a hunt. That's awesome, man. That's it, man. That's beautiful, dude. And I mean, this is a guy, dude, I met in Walmart. I don't know this guy. That's crazy. That's crazy, yeah. man. That's... He's seen the site, though, and just <laughs> approached me in Walmart. I follow your site. That's and just awesome. started talking. And then, I mean, you know, the thing is, when you're talking to people, man, you get a good feeling about people, or you get a bad feeling about people. And right. This guy here, man, he was genuine. He really wants to know how to deer hunt. But also too, Tony's uh, also served our country. So thank you for your service. He thank was a, he was also uh, he was a former Marine. So you're our second Marine uh, on the show. <laughs> we've had we we've almost hit every branch of service. I I don't think I don't know if we have covered Army yet, but I think we've got so we've got two Marines, Air Force. Yeah, no, we have we have had somebody who was in the Army. I can't remember who though. I don't know how to remember. But yeah, that's my goal is to get have a guest on every service. So we got the Marine Corps covered twice. <laughs> so, 
but yeah, brother. Thank yeah, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for your service, though, brother. And, and guy, you know, dude. But also, man, thank you for what you do for uh, our local community, for, for Middle Georgia, dude. That's awesome. And you know, and again, I we, we do have listeners in Kentucky and te- Texas, and I mean, pretty much anywhere. But you know, I mean, it's a small group of listeners, but they do listen, and we're we're thankful for every one of them. So. We're going to try to get it back. We're working on, we're going to work on our marketing. People, I mean, man, I you'll promise. grow. You'll yeah. grow. It just takes a little time, y'all. It takes the right person to hear. And all that's of a sudden, it. just take off. That's right. It's like grass. You got to keep watering. Yeah. yeah. Keep watering it. That's man. But once it starts to grow, you get tired of cutting it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> man, but dude, thank you so much for coming today, brother. I, I, I appreciate pleasure. you. So, My pleasure. yeah.